Hey, everybody. Don't worry about the... Oh, my God. Look, that's off the charts. Oh, you know, maybe you should have me on instead of Brandon moving forward, actually. Oh, perfect. Oh, like... The auditions are over. We found Brandon's replacement. Well, I just stopped by after choir practice, and uh, we're getting ready for our next Sagittarius rape holiday. So we're really <laughs> excited. And uh, Christian and I are just game planning on which community we're going we're gonna to hit up next. And we've, yeah. we've kicked Scott and Brandon and Dave to the curb. Yeah, it's going to be an all-Canadian podcast. This is it, the new Exploding Heads. And it's just going to be about Black Christmas, <laughs> Porkies. Black Christmas 2019. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Not even the good Black Christmas. Not even, no, no, we're going to do 2000, which is your favorite film, yeah. 2019. Of all time. Remember, right. yeah. <laughs> you said you liked it once and that meant that you love it. So anyway, yeah, this is really awesome. Yeah. I'm just excited. This is the second podcast where I met in person. Oh, really? Well, Scott. Well, Scott, of course. Yeah. And actually third. I know another podcaster that I met through Scott. But I plan on stalking um, Dave and Brandon, respectively. Perfect. Eventually, uh, when borders open. and um, Stock yeah. only the best. <laughs> only the finest yeah. people get stalked by me. I noticed Watson wasn't mentioned. <laughs> no. No, I will not be going out to... Where does he live? Seattle, Washington. The great, no, that's a little too far. The Pacific Northwest or something yes. like that? Yeah. Yes. That's a, little, that's a little bit of a drive. Yeah. <laughs> So fuck you, Watson, is what you're saying. I could read between the lines. Uh, Are we going to talk about our workouts, too? But no, thanks for no. letting me visit. It was really awesome to meet Christian in person. He's definitely the better looking one, for sure. Oh! <laughs> and we're going to stop this right now. See you later. podcast episode number 117 Jesus. wow we are yeah. banging these out yeah did you feel yeah. like it took it, it felt like it took four and a half years to get to 100 but it felt like we it took like a month to get to 117 <laughs> yeah Crazy. well we're stopping we when we made the move to, to, to you know to patreon only this is what we did we freaking hammered we wanted to get every, get everything off on a good foot I think, you know, people are liking the shows. We're having fun doing it. We can't continue at this pace forever, at least not at shows that are going to be this length. But regardless, because we already know this is going to be a long show. This is a big show. We got freaking big movies, long movies, you know. Seven hours and 20 minutes of of movie viewing (laughs) for three films. Wow. You know, you know it's bad when Apostle, it's two hours and ten minutes. It's like, oh, the short the, one. Thank the God. short one, I know. <laughs> exactly. Breeze. Isn't it? This is a breeze. Wow. And it just, you know, it just happened to, to, to land this way, too. These are these are the selections that came in. And they, they uh, I was hoping somebody was going to get it in in time and someone else is going to come in, to be honest. So they'd be split up. But it didn't work out that way. But So it's collect the cool, fuck you, do you guys. Yeah, somebody couldn't, somebody couldn't throw in the host in there? Yeah. 
Fucking Midsommar, nobody, Suspiria, and Host. Nice. Nobody wants, Revenge? Nobody wants 2020 movies from us. They just do not. It's crazy, because there's so many 2020 movies. I, I was looking at my list. I've watched 66 so far. Wow. 44. 44 of them. Exactly two-thirds of them I have rated seven or above. 44? 44 really? of 66. And I have intentionally watched some bad ones. I was told to watch one that was that somebody told me is so bad you got to see this to believe it. And so I watched it, and I gave it a 2 out of 10. And uh, <laughs> what, what, what was it? It's called, Je- it's called Jessica Forever. It's on Shudder. I watched oh, it months ago. Oh, fucking Heather talks about that every week. Well, she's, she's, the, she's the one who told me. She's like, There's no way I'd like, watch it, it, no, it's, is it's, that a sequel? It's weird. Is that like a part three? No. Nah. What am it's I thinking of why? Julia X? Or there's one that's called... I don't know Go what ahead. I'm talking about. I, I don't I know, know what the fuck I'm talking There about. was a movie a couple years ago called Nina Forever. That's what I... I think that is what I'm thinking about. I like Nina yeah. Forever. I know some people found so, Nina annoying, but I like Nina Forever. I didn't... Don't, I, don't, I don't remember her. It was just a very one-note fucking movie. We're going to screw around a little bit. The girl's going to come out from the bed. We're going to screw around a little bit. The girl's going to come out from the bed. She could come well, back. At least they had something happening. Jessica Forever was like... Somebody came up with a plot line for a cool idea for a movie and then never made the movie. It's like two hours of nothing happening. It's like they didn't... It's like they ran out of money on day one. Does it look good at least? Is it like well shot or no? It, and I thought it, it was. She said it, it was looks, artsy. Yeah, it looks fine, but nothing happens. It's like the description of the movie sounds cool. And I'm like, oh, okay, when are we going to see this? You don't see anything. Like, there's this sort of, there's a there's a type of film that's like that. It's like minimalist filmmaking. I'm not talking about, well, you're saying ran out of money, but it's almost like they've got a budget, and yet they, they're taking the concept, and they're, they're like, let's strip this down to its base, to its core. And then what they end up getting is a really boring piece of shit film. That happens a lot. I watched <laughs> yeah. a movie recently uh, called Werewolf. It's a 2020. It's a Polish-German film about... Uh, Werewolf! Ki- <laughs> Sorry. Ki- exactly. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> it's funny. You Sorry, it's from Yuck. <laughs> anyway, Ki- Polish-German... I- well, <laughs> Young Frankenstein, you gotta love. No, they, I know <laughs> they're freed from a concentration camp, and they're in like this temporary orphanage, and they have to stave off this pack of wild, feral German shepherds that are trained to, you know, uh, attack Jewish people because they've been trained by the SS. You know, the, the SS is you know being run out, being de- defeated, and you know the dogs get away and. They get held up at this house, and it's very minimalist. But I thought it was so creative, and the ending is really, really well done. And something you you never see in these types of films. It's not really a werewolf film so much as a, a feral dog, but uh, <laughs> I, so. that that I, I that oh, aspect God. of it I really same ring in the title, feral dog. <laughs> Wait a minute, <laughs> was is it was this movie titled Where? Wolf, like like the joke that Christian made, W H E R E, Wolf question mark, no or no? <laughs> oh, it was called Werewolf. Wolf, Wolf or lack. Well, because like, Brendan was annoyed there. No, well, because the the description that would actually an, make sense. I was sense. just annoyed that he referred to what you said as a joke. It <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh. looks like Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde all rolled into one. Yeah, look at him. Look, look at him. Is right. Look, I actually have some color in my face. Look at this. I actually got some color. Right? 
They do. I can see it through the radiation, red, the white of the of the screen. <laughs> you know what? I can. I can see color. I can see. <laughs> I'm that trying movie to be... should have been called Werewolf, though, because if there's no werewolf in the movie whatsoever, it's about feral dogs. Wouldn't it be a better title, <laughs> Werewolf? There's a wolf around here. Where's the fucking wolf? Well, it's just feral dogs. You know what I mean? Don't you think it'd be more appropriate? I think it plays more into the setting and, and sort of like what what these characters are overcoming. I think it's more of like a deeper analyzing the meaning of the title so much as uh, werewolf. But I, I agree with you. I thought I was going to see a werewolf film, and very early on, you know, I mean, you read the description. You read, you know, they're they're you know holed up in a house being attacked by feral dogs. But so it'd be like calling a movie vampire instead of fucking actual vampires. It was leeches because they. Oh, holy shit! You <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Oh, wow, we're in fucking world. You, we you witnessed it here. Christians and Dave cycles just synced Holy up. Holy <laughs> shit. My mind is officially blown. I had a title because I used to love just coming up with titles when I was a kid. Leech people. And it wasn't by full moon. And it would just be like leech people. And it would be about vampires. Now oh, that wow. would be great. That would be great. We'll put that in the movie. Leech people. Movie number yeah. 10. Leech people. There is the leech woman, which is a universal horror film. Yeah. Well, this is leech people. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, <laughs> leech people. Um, I like Leech Woman, by the way. People give her a hard time in Puppet Master. I think she's great in part one. I love everything the about that the, shit. Yeah. Yeah, when they come out and stuff. I think it's. Yeah. I don't understand the hate on Puppet Master one. I still think it's the best. Jason one. goes to hell, rip that off, too. Oh, what the fuck else? What else? The whole movie's a rip off. Is there anything it didn't rip off? Is there one original idea? JP's favorite Friday. <laughs> The only thing it didn't rip off was a good movie. <laughs> the only thing it didn't even try to be was a Friday the 13th film. <laughs> where's, where's JP? But as a standalone film, it's excellent. No, it's not. <laughs> okay, it's you bro. Never Hike Alone. Never Hike Alone is a good movie, but if Jason's not in that movie, nobody will give a fucking shit I don't, about it. I don't know why I didn't hear Never I thought I heard you say Never High Cologne. <laughs> like, like, what is this? Like Do you remember High Karate? It was a cologne. <laughs> Crunch, 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 crunch. I remember that. <laughs> I feel like I got to stand by it. I don't know what it is. I like Never Hike Alone. I've watched it two or three times. Uh, but that director rubs me the wrong way. Because every time I hear this guy talk on a podcast, it's like he directed the fucking second coming. I'm like, oh, let's, let's, I mean, I, it's me. Maybe it's just me. But every time I, he just is very long winded, which I know I could be, and we all are. We're doing a podcast. A little success goes right to your head. It's a fucking fan film at the end of the it's day. A, like, it's a good fan film. That's it. Stop. Like, and yeah. it was crowdfunded, no? Or was just the second one crowdfunded? No, the first one was too. Okay, because yeah. I'm listen. I listened to, to uh, No More Room in Hell today, and Dave Parker was on the show, Mr. Parker. If we're listening to right to this right now, but I'm I'm, I'm really taking everything that he said. On that show, because he said, and I'm, I'm repeating it, he said if Jason wasn't in that movie, nobody would watch it. Just be some other thing. Number two, it was it was fucking crowdfunded. It'd be some GoPro footage that we didn't want to watch. <laughs> right, but I mean, he's making a name for himself with a crowdfund, and they're selling Blu-rays of it. And then he even said, "This was hysterical." He goes, "Here's what I'm going to do: is I'm going to go to a convention or something." He goes, "I'm going to buy it one copy from him, and I'm going to fucking burn it, and I'm going to make copies and sell them two dollars cheaper." Well, I'm doing the same thing he is. I'm taking someone else's fucking intellectual property. But it is true in a way. <laughs> it is. Really, that is that's not, hilarious. That yeah. If Jason Voorhees is not in Never Like Alone, nobody fucking watches it or cares. Correct? Well, true. 
True. Yeah. Otherwise, the name of the film would be Hike Alone All You Want. There's no danger out here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not dissing the, the finished product. I enjoyed the movie. I, it, I was, think it was it was fun. It was fun. It's, it's not fun. the second coming, it, like it, Christian it, says. No. This is it. God. Like, let's just bring it down to, like, reality here. And, like, the guy will go on, and I've heard him, and it's one of those interviews where the guy will ask one question, and ten minutes later, the, fir- the person that's doing the podcast gets to chime in again. Because the guy's just rambled on for 10 fucking minutes. That's when you guys, you just have to, see, like, when I talk to the guy from Rune Me. Wait, Preston, is this Wat- Watson or the director? <laughs> <laughs> when I talked to Preston DeFrancis from Rune Me, that was a conversation, I think. I thought that was good. Whether you liked Rune Me or not, doesn't matter. The conversation with the director, I thought was great. Not because I of like, me, because I, I was like too Rune busy Me, I like Preston. I don't like you. Well, so that was perfect. <laughs> I was the weak link. I, I, I'll take it. But like, you were not the second coming that you thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> I never do think that. Uh, but no, I, I just listened to the podcast that he's been on, and I'm like, wow, he just ruined my enjoyment of that movie. <laughs> like, That's a shame. Wow. I listened to one interview with him on one show. It was the first thing he ever did. And it was like on a brand new show, so I was surprised they got him. But. I forgot what it was. It might even be friends of ours. Either way, he was on a show right off the bat. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Then he popped up on another friend's podcast the fuck a few months ago. I'm like, yeah, I'm not listening again. Then he popped up on another one not too long ago, another friend's podcast. And I'm just, I, I, once is enough for me. It, it, the only reason I listen to the first one is because it has something to do with Jason. Ordinarily, I'm, and I, uh, okay, let me take it back. What Christian did with the interview with Preston was quite interesting. I, I, I did enjoy listening to that. Oh, thank but you. for the most Please, part, <laughs> for the most part, that stuff doesn't interest me as a podcast what? listener because we get offers all the time. We get them in the email. This is coming out. You can interview this fucking jabroni or this director of this independent <laughs> film, which yeah. is fine. But I'm not going to, I just, it doesn't interest me. There's, there's a million independent horror directors and, and independent directors, and I just don't need to hear it. If it was an interview with John Carpenter, yes, of course I'm going to tune in. But I mean, what if I we just, have an interview with, with any Carpenter? Okay. Let's get uh, the or Carpenter it, girl, the girl from fucking uh, the movie uh, Exorcism. Uh, Gen- yeah, Gen- Jennifer Carpenter. Jennifer Carpenter. Can we get her? Let's Would do you it. let her on here? I just thought what? you meant like any Carpenter. Like I, I did mean like a handyman down the street that we could talk to. Yeah, that, well, that's what I was originally going <laughs> yeah. for. But. Oh, see, I might even okay. How about a porn star? Would you guys welcome if, I, if I'm friends with a porn star and she's Who into is? horror? Would you let her? Would you like her to come on on the podcast and, and do a? Uh, it's gimmicky. Um, it's too gimmicky for me. I, I, I don't trust myself that I won't ask questions that I just don't think I should ask. <laughs> okay, then then I will I do it me. as a bonus episode if I get her. That's yeah, fine. If she It'll starts be... to get annoying, I'd probably tell her, please, no, she's you not know, choke your, please choke yourself out right now. You know? I would not invite some <laughs> fucking, I wouldn't invite some dits on the fucking show. It just would, it wouldn't be, it, no, it would be a serious thing. It would just be a regular, it would be like when we had Lauren on, just to, just someone that, so, a female on the show that happens to like horror. I wouldn't have this porn star on unless she was a horror fan and she wanted, she had some type of, you know, interest. It wasn't just like, hey, let's put on fucking, you know, Mary Maniac, come on in and fucking, you know, oh yeah, da, 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 at the end I'm going to show that I did. I was just in fucking Anal Nymphos 12. No, 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 it's not that at all. But you I feel what? like that's how it would come off, even if they are a diehard horror fan. It's like, oh, why is this podcast having a porn star on? But then that's unfair to say that this person can never go on a podcast and talk about horror films. So, Correct. I don't know. I'm torn. I don't know. Either way, 
I'm torn. Almost as much as she is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Christian, Christian. I was was getting in there and you got it out before me. I was going to go, it's just like her asshole, but then you got that one out. Perfect. It was beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm afraid of. (laughs) Nice. What I'm afraid of. Yes. Love it. Speaking of bonus episodes, I had a really cool idea today, and I, I proposed it. Was it a porn Frank- star on the show? <laughs> well, besides, for the, I've been working on that for. Honestly, I just want to have any communication with this with this person that I can, and, and that's what it was going to take. I was going to use it because she's my all time favorite star, and I've begun a little tiny open thing of conversation with her because we have a horror thing in common. Maybe I just happen to be a big fan of hers for fucking 20 years now even though she doesn't even he's been using the producer thing i'm producing a movie are you really talking about a porn star yeah but listen i have to get an answer back but i'm I'm just jumping the gun as of this moment it's it's a hypothetical okay no big deal so the other idea that i had actually somebody posted a picture in the friday nightmares group and Uh it was um and it had a picture of kane reverend kane grabbing um what's her name um carol ann Right, and then they look in his eyes, and, and, and you know she's looking at him all strange. And I think it was when he was swinging her arms. Either way, it's just a still picture, and it says how we look or something like that when we try to explain to somebody born after the year two thousand about how horror movies, the originals from the eighties, are great. Okay, so I was like, hmm, let me think about this. I wonder what Francesca honestly thinks about an original and a remake. I mean, remember, she's, this girl's born in 2004, so all the remakes are after she, a lot of them, are after she's born. She's seen a lot of the original. She's 16 already? No. I'm, I, I'm sorry. No, she's 14. 2000. Oh, 2006. Oh, I, I was going to say. No, no, no I, I fucked up. Um, okay. I had 2004 in my mind because I just watched something and it said 2004. Okay. Anyway, uh, so she was born in 2006. She just turned 14. But I was thinking, how cool would that be, an, an idea for like a bonus episode where... You know, we maybe even have listeners pick and say, okay, Frankie, watch this movie and then watch the remake and then come on the show and give your honest opinion mm-hmm. on what you think was better and why and just have a little discussion. It'd probably be like a half-hour show, a little bonus thing her and I could do. Don't you think that'd be cool? No one does it. Absolutely. That would be, that would be cool because I don't have to be part of it. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you, have to, you have to edit it. Yeah. <laughs> if, <laughs> just don't have her do Suspiria. you got to spare her. She would. I'll tell you what, speaking of Suspiria, as I was watching it yesterday, um, I paused it maybe about 20 minutes in to go pee or get food or whatever. And Frankie walked in the room and she looked and she goes, what is this, Suspiria? I said, yeah. I said, how did, and she goes, yeah, how did I know? She knows. She knows the original and the new one quite well. She's seen She's them. seen both? Yeah. She saw the first one. At, she, nice. part, she saw the remake at the, at the theater with me the second time I went. I brought her because Irene was working. So I, I, I went myself the first time. For whatever reason, I don't know how, maybe, I don't know where Frankie was. Either way, I went the first time, then I wanted to see it again two days later because it was still playing. I knew it wasn't going to last long. So I said, I'm going to go in. I go, Frankie, you want to go? And she's like, yeah. So I brought her the second time. So see, I would think that film would be a challenge for a 14-year-old. But, well, she was probably 12 at the time. She watched it and she was fine. Yeah. But I mean. It was a challenge uh... for a 46-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking skunk. <laughs> Ratings? Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> In the future, if we make some changes, which, you know, we just said we're not going to be able to go at the same pace for the same amount of movies. Let's if replace we, Christian. What's that? Changes. Let's replace Christian. Yeah, right. I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all for replacing me, too. Watson can if sit right here. 
Hey guys. So anyway, I, uh, yeah, check it out. Check it out. So, uh, hey, hey homies. Hey homies. Look, check it out. Check it out. <laughs> hey homies. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, God. Yes. That's the morning zoo, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I haven't heard him in a while. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta listen to that new app. Yeah, check it out. You might like it. You just might. Uh, I think you. I think you will. Either way. So yeah, we're gonna see what's going. It was just an idea that I, I thought might be cool with Frankie and everything else, and we'll see what happens down the road because we can't stay at this pace for this long of shows three times a month forever. It's just not gonna happen. <laughs> but and we'll address that. We'll, we'll you know, no one's gonna not, get gypped. Everything's gonna be gonna good. do it. So another idea. You can't for, say I that. Have, <laughs> <laughs> if I have free time, I'm like, hey Frankie, let's watch these two movies. Put it on. Get on here, and we'll do the show. So, but anyway, we'll see. Back to new movies. B. I am 28 out of 30. <laughs> I have watched 30 2020 films, and 28 of them are seven or higher. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> do you ever feel, and I'm being honest, do you ever feel like you watch a film and it might be a six and a half, and you just like, it's a seven? No. I, no? I make 100% sure that I'm true to the game. Okay. Because right. I, I don't like doing it. So when I do it, I'm like, fuck, but I got to stay true. Because yeah. honestly... The ones that are under, one of them's a fucking five. But the other one was like... Um, <laughs> He's like, one of them's a fucking five. And it's a movie that a lot of people like. That's the fucked up part. Oh, um, no. One of them's a five. The other one was like a um, a six, six and a half, or something like that. So, no, I matter bet, of fact... I bet neither of you watch Human Zoo. Fuck no. No. Oh, it's fucking dreadful. Why would you watch that? I don't know why I watched it, but I did, and it was horrible. <laughs> well, at least you got a bottom to talk about the year-end show. Indeed. I only have four sevens. It wasn't like I even had to push it up much. Everything else was even, was even higher. So I'm doing quite well. I have 19, I'm, eight and above. I've only watched 19. Holy shit, I've only watched 24 2020s. And I'm, I'm probably there's gonna... some good ones. There's some good ones with everything being VOD and very sort of independent. There's some real. I think there's some gems in there. I haven't been blown away yet. I don't think I have. I don't have anything like nine and a half. I think everything's between eight and nine right now. But definitely have some rewatches to do. A lot of good foreign. Were, a lot of good foreign films this year. Yeah. I gotta tell you, I hate, there's some foreign films that I haven't seen yet that I have on the horizon that I know are gonna be good, and uh -huh. I'm saving them. They're on Shutter. There's like three of them, and yep. I haven't even gotten them yet. No. So I know that they're going to be good, but well, that they're expected to be good. So my hopes are a little high. But the cool thing is this: uh, it, with my movies, it's, it's not even a cool thing. It's just something I wanted to, to mention, which is odd. I find myself being a, a contrarian this year. It's not planned. Just this is just the way it is. A lot of people that love certain movies, I just kind of like, and a lot of and and, and other reviews Host. I'm listening to. People that just like movies, I'm loving. I, I'm really opposite. Uh, Dude, I think I, I think yeah, I don't know I think, what's going on. I think I'm there too. I mean, we kind of we bumped heads with the rental last week. I I hated it, and you you I get a feeling you really liked it. And look, at the beginning of the year, it was the golden uh, the golden glove or whatever that film was. People were loving that. I hated seven. that. You give it a seven. Seven. Yeah. yeah. I gave it. I gave it like a four. I hated it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I, I, I mean, I enjoyed Fantasy Island. I didn't give it I a high score. It. I enjoyed it. 
I gave it a seven. I had a lot of fun with it. To me, I, I it's heard like, a I lot was of people are in that range. I, I heard it's it, it's enjoyable if you know what you're expecting from. Yeah, and from some a... people were given that like two out of ten. Like, okay, it's not it's not hereditary, <laughs> but it's a fun film. Yeah, yeah. I'm not blown away by this year by any means, but I've, I've seen a couple of enjoyable films, and I've had a, a bunch of sevens, but I'm not blown away by any means. This has been my least favorite year in a long time. Well, because we don't have the big. The big blockbusters mixed in. We don't, and you need those. We normally have, especially as big a list as we do for a year-end show. We usually at least have half a dozen big blockbusters show up on our list. I did not think the Invisible Man was going to make my list, and I, I think it just it will now, just based on like what you just said, volume. I, I absolutely enjoyed the Invisible Man. I really did. I, I, I liked it. Really well I, done. I liked it. But I quite liked it, but I'm not blowing it like yeah. other people. Well, I, I mean, would I... say it's not a 10 out of 10, but I gave it an no. 8 out of 10. I'll tell you that right now. That was my first 8 out of 10. That's fine. Seven. Yeah. People are talking like seven. it's like 9, you know what I mean, all over the place. Yeah. It was creative, though. I like the spin on it, I, you know. I need to watch it again. I have the 4K here, and, I, and I've only seen it once. So, you know, that second view, who knows? Yeah, I might elevate it. I don't know. I, I thought, I, here's the funny thing. I liked it more than my wife and my daughter. Yeah. And I thought for sure they would like it. And they even the actress, they love they love her. Uh, yeah, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, because they watch Handmaid's Tale. And, yeah, and she's a else. she's a terrific actress. That's that's what intrigued me about it, you know, that it's uh well it's uh, Lee Wanell and, and has Elizabeth Moss because she's 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 very good. And so I thought there'd be depth to it and there was. I mean, yeah, it's still like a Hollow Man type film, but it was yeah, but at least well, Hollow Man well, was like a was an experiment. This guy has cameras that seemingly don't make any noise. They don't just make you invisible. They make they make inaudible sounds as well, even though they're working cameras constantly. My my kids were the ones that pointed that out. I was like, I never I saw it in the theater and liked it, and then we watched it when when it hit, and they watched it with me, and they were like, Dad, this is really good. Like they they love the twists and and whatever that that restaurant scene's great. But then they said, why are the, why are the cameras not making Ooh. noise? What <laughs> like, cameras yeah. are you talking about? I the whole suit's it. made of cameras and lenses and, and everything. That's, it that, that It was like a Marvel suit, but somehow it's inaudible. It doesn't just make him invisible, but it makes everything inaudible as well, because he could just stand there invisible. It's just a bunch of lenses and cameras. They show it in close I don't think they were cameras at all. I just thought they looked a certain way. I, I don't remember anybody saying that they were cameras. Well... Maybe cameras are not it, but lens, like I think it was lenses and reflective of light, and and that's what made that's how he figured out the secret to invisibility. Hmm. Again, I'll know on my second view, but I didn't recall that. Don't read See, too what? deep into it. He's invisible. <laughs> oh, we could use that excuse for everything. Ten out of ten. Now. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a ten out of ten, but let's let's. Why, why, that was the know. problem. I read too deep into it. These fucking skunks. This fucking I don't guy. Know. I don't know. Anyway. Well, anyway. I, I um, don't know. We got three this, big movies here. This fucking guy. We got you three big movies, three? and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I looked at a few things here as far as um statistics for the for this show personally. Uh oh. Well, hold on. Just check it out now. Uh, okay. First and foremost, Apostle, Suspiria, Midsommar. Midsommar is um, Eric J, Apostle Eric W, and Suspiria, Mr. John Rhodes. So that's what we're getting into tonight. But before we did that... Fuck you, Eric. 
We're going to go in order. We don't know which, which one. Is, but we'll uh, find, no, one, no, one of them. One of them. I already know what the fuck. I'm going <laughs> to fucking one. change. The second view is not going to do anything fuck for fucking you. anybody here. Same old fucking shit. Anyway. No, I haven't even watched it. I'm open. Okay. Well, the second view is the one that sold it for me. Anyway, okay, let's open. time out. I'm going to look at this. All three of these movies were on the top 100 of the decade. They were placed in order. Number three, Midsommar was number three. Number 46 was Suspiria. Mm-hmm. And number 59 was Apostle. So they all placed pretty well. Uh, two of those were on be- my list. <laughs> two of them. I was about to get to that. Okay, Christian, you had Midsommar at number seven, Apostle at 58. Uh, B had two on his list as well. Apostle at 49, Suspiria at 50. How about that? So you're 49, you're 50 right here. Me, I blew all three. Not, well, okay. Midsommar number two, Suspiria number three, Apostle 38. So I was even higher. That's weird that you had Apostle higher than me because I think I was the one who blew Apostle the most. What rating did you give it uh, for the end of the year show that year? Do you remember? I feel like it might have been nine and a half. It was my number two that year. Was it really? Yeah. Wow. You had a nine and a half as your fucking number 49. That list was hard to make. <laughs> you had 48 movies that were fucking nine and a half. <laughs> I had 48 9.75s. What the fuck? <laughs> maybe, I only gave it a, maybe I only gave it a nine. I don't know. I gave it a nine. It was my 38. Maybe I gave it a nine, too. I don't know. <laughs> Uh-oh, that's all. Uh-oh. Sorry. I'm laughing. It's time. COVID. So, yeah. So, we're going to do them in order. We're going to do Apostle and Suspiria in this sitting, and then we're going to do Midsommar in another sitting. So, yeah. that's the way it's going to we'll be. We'll be sitting over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in that chair. <laughs> we'll, we're a little we'll be in John Rhodes' cigar smoking chair. Johnny Rhodes. Mr. Stewart. John Sparks, man. All right, let's get into this fucking thing. You say John Sparks? No. John Sparks? Who's John Sparks? John Sparks, yeah. I said George Burns here, but Johnny Sparks. George, is George Burns. He sparks. He's got a spark before he burns. <laughs> oh, Look God, at the store, Sparks. He's older than George Burns. <laughs> All right, we ready to go? Yeah, please. Let's- All right, we're going to start off with Apostle, written and directed by Gareth Evans. In 1905, a drifter on a dangerous mission to rescue his kidnapped sister tangles with a sinister religious cult on an isolated island. I'll start with one thing. All three (laughs) movies. I'll start with puberty. I'll start with puberty. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking assholes. Uh, (laughs) All three movies we're doing tonight. Look great. Walk. They're beautiful <laughs> they to look at. Walk. I want to. Wait a second. Ah. I am oh. about to ghost stand you. <laughs> we got to get that timing better. Yeah, I think the timing was off. <laughs> anyway, my God. They do look amazing. Thank you, Dave, for saying indeed. I got an indeed right out of the gate, Brandon. Certainly. No, the cinematography for all three films is top-notch. Absolutely. Indeed. Top-notch! What is this, and two I hours feel, and ten I, minutes? I, or two hours and that? twenty? 
This two ten. Two ten. Two ten. And I feel like I don't know why. I I mean I guess it's it's still fairly new, but I feel like it's criminally underrated. Although it did have a good finish in our top one hundred list, but. Again, yeah. it's it's still it's still new, so I guess you know a lot of people aren't revisiting it. You know, give it 10, 15 years maybe. It's but a man, ne- this, this is, it's a Netflix movie and it's terrific. And um, this is Dan Evans' best performance, as far as I'm concerned. I think he's terrific in this. Is he? Uh, who is he? Uh, instead of me asking. Uh, Thomas Richardson. Oh, he's the lead. Okay. Yeah, he he was in the rental. He was in. Uh, really. Yeah. Wow! No shit. Okay. He's been a million, million movies. Okay. He's the, he's the guest, right? Is he really? He's wow. the guest. He's be the guest. my guest. Be my guest. Um, <laughs> uh, like, actually, he was I know the Beauty so. and the Beast also. <laughs> Imagine that. Is he? <laughs> yes. You're fucking kidding. He's he the guest oh. of the Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> He's in the live-action version of Beauty and the Beast. And I wonder plays, if he sings that song. I'm plays, the guest. The guest. I was the guest. I'm your I guest. Holy! I can't believe this, man. Jesus, Christian's laughs are changing. That's hysterical. He sings "Be My Guest," and he said he was in Beauty and the Beast. You he can't. Was. Find... <laughs> 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 oh, All right. Uh, yeah, done. my my first note is gorgeous cinematography. That's the first thing I wrote. Apostle gorgeous cinematography. So some hmm. great great fucking shots in this movie. I remember that when we watched it for the uh, when I watched it the first time for the year end show, and yeah. it ranked it 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 went up for me on this <coughs> this watch. Excuse me. There's something about this from the way it looks to the performances to the way the story unfolds that just is like my jam, I guess, for lack of a better term. I just love the way that this sort of starts, because at the first hour, you're probably going, is this a fucking horror movie or not? It doesn't matter, though. Everything builds beautifully. Great character development. Really deep, rich characters. A lot of them, even characters that appear on screen for 30 seconds. Everybody seems well-developed and really, you know, integral to the story. And, you know, it builds. It doesn't feel like anything is filler. I wouldn't cut this film down. No, I, and I, I agree. And what I'm saying is the only reason I bring up do you, is it horror is because we're doing it on a horror podcast. And yeah. so the question may pop up whether you care or not. It's besides the point because ultimately it's a great movie one way or the other. But if it's, a thinking, horror. it's a horror cult film. With, well, yeah, uh, well, for sure. But you with, wouldn't necessarily know that at the beginning. You're like, so what's happening other than the cult aspect or this religious aspect, you don't really get a sense of horror, which is what I love about it. It just, it doesn't shift gears. It just, yeah, it's probably not until about 45 minutes in when you first see like the, the, the creature underneath the floorboard sucking the blood, when you get a sense that there's something supernatural. And then when you learn more about the, the female deity that is, you know, the leader of this Island, this Arisdan is the name of the Island. And uh, man, Michael Sheen as Malcolm, fantastic! Oh, I love him. He's, he's great. He's such a terrific actor. Uh, yes. Lucy Boyton, fantastic. Oh, I I love uh, the you know the, the subplot with Jeremy and Fionn, and oh, and, her, yeah. and her father being one of the three Quinn, and you know like he's resentful of Malcolm, and then you got Frank, who's Jer- it's just really well done. 
The only thing I had a tough time believing was that woman who first arrives on the island. She says she's 38 years old. Like, you're like 60, lady. <laughs> you ain't 38. <laughs> it's like the mom in Jaws. <laughs> I was just going to say that, see, again, Mrs. You Kittner. Know. You, you took the know. fucking zoop right out of my head. Yes. Here's the weird thing. You came up on it. I was the highest the first time, and I was going to have a couple genuine questions here, and I didn't know where my rating was. I didn't change my rating, but some of the questions I had that, that arose in my head this time, if I couldn't get a decent answer from either of you, it might, at the end of the day, come down a little. Dude, so, I, I, dude, I feel like I have every answer to this movie. I feel like I'm even awesome. going to come up on this. I absolutely Great. love this film. I could talk about every scene, I feel like, and I feel like I got an understanding of the things that – I maybe questioned the first time I watched because there is a lot open to interpretation, I guess. So you could you could get a little confused. Like I'll have, have questions. I'll have questions about the next two movies, but this one I felt like I had a grasp on. Well, I'll be there to answer the questions the next two. This one I, I I'm <laughs> well, gonna have the questions. Well, my I so do great. have one question too, and mine is like, who's the cocoon-headed like little guardian Thank guy? Thank you. Yeah, and how did that happen? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense if they said that they came here and there's a goddess, which that's the first thing. They come there, they show them arriving, and they show this this woman sitting there on, on this cliff, or, or uh, not on a cliff, but she was yeah. sitting there minding her yeah. own. Okay, so she wasn't a goddess at that point. She was just like some old decrepit woman. No, How she was. She... she was a goddess. She was the goddess of that land, but they imprisoned her. Right, but why was everything dead when they got there? Why was it... It's supposed to be flourishing when she's happy. Why would they then? Why would they need to imprison her to do that? If she's already the goddess of the land, why wouldn't she just be there and everything be fruitful? Why wouldn't she have to be pinned down, tied down, and then fed fucking animal blood to make good things happen? Shouldn't good things already be there if she's the goddess? I don't get that part. I think things were nice when they first got there. So then and why then, did they? And, and because that's you know man, you know they they're corrupted. They feel they have to imprison her. They want more and more. And as the animals aren't enough, they imprison her, first of all, which she's not happy about. They're giving her animal blood, and it's satisfying her, and it's promoting healthy growth of the vegetation. But as that's not enough, then they move on to humans, and it just gets out of control. But why does she need any of that? If the land was flourishing and she was there by herself as the goddess, she had nobody to feed on all that time. Why now does she crave all the stuff to make fucking things bloom? They needed Wait, more Jesus. and more stuff. They needed more and more stuff as they brought more and more people to the island. No, but what happened before they ever arrived at the island? If this goddess is fucking a goddess and things were blooming and she was there by herself and everything was fine, why would then, just because they arrive, why would she fucking crave all this blood and shit to make things be good? If it was No, because good? the more people come, the more people that, that, that destroy the land and take from the land. So she has to replenish more and more. So, so our hunger goes up more and more. I did read something that it, it, it is allegory as well, and she's supposed to be Mother Nature, kind of like uh, Mother that was directed by uh, uh, Darren no. Aronofsky. No, you didn't. You don't see that. Uh, no, that, I just don't want you to compare it to that shit. Well, no, that that movie, that movie, that movie's a shit heap. But I'm just saying, yeah, that would no, be the she, parallel. Yeah, she is like a Mother the, Nature, and and man is destroying and stealing from her, and demanding more and more from her, and, and treating her poorly. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I accept that. I I accept those answers. It has not come down, but I do have a question about the wicker man. Yes. What the fuck is he? (laughs) He's not a human being. He can't be. You're the noise he makes and he has this stuff. So when they arrive at the island and she's a goddess, what the fuck would he be? So why would a goddess need some fucking sidekick 
that with a fucking wicker on his head to do shit. I don't a, get that part. A minion of the goddess. The goddess's protector. If he oh some protector, he couldn't even fight off these fucking two guys that showed up. Well, how would you do if you look like Cub? <laughs> I call him Cub. That's Cub. He's fucking well, freaky. Well, He's freaky, no question. <laughs> well, <laughs> he did look like Wealth. That's why I wrote Cub, but I should. Fuck, how did I not know Wealth? Welp. Oh, God, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Christian. Yeah. Get it. I'm, just, I'm just excusing myself from this whole show. The, <laughs> why? What happened? No, nothing. It's just you two. But the. Uh, it, that was my only thing, is like, where. where I can understand. It's almost like I'm forgiving of the goddess and what she stands for. But who is this guardian and what does he represent? And uh, like just a protector. Like, I mean, like, yeah, all right. Why? It doesn't. I don't know. So before they got there, that's all that was on this island was this goddess and this fucking and, and the whelp. Just fucking walking around. He probably wasn't even there then. He didn't need it there. Once man so arrived, just arrived one day with a fucking basket on his head and just probably yeah. After after they uh, started abusing her, think about it. If they had showed up and hey. just and not imprisoned her, they probably would have flourished off of the land. But they were corrupted. Why? Why didn't he? They abused fight, it. Why didn't he try to fight the founders? It seems like he was just. Okay with everything that was going on with this, with with you know Mother Nature herself. Because they're satisfying the god by bringing her the blood, so uh, you know as long as she's being fed and being taken care of, it's fine. Okay, you know what? I will accept all the answers. The movie stays where it is with me. That's fine. My rating's staying the same. Two out of ten. I'm just saying everything. Uh, I, I'm satisfied with those answers. Hopefully, I can satisfy you and you with the next two movies with my answers. Although I don't, Christian probably doesn't want answers. He probably just doesn't give a fuck what the answers are. But we'll get to it. <laughs> I don't know if I have the questions for the answers That's that you want to give. That's what I'm saying. You're not even questioning. And, and you got to remember, and I don't think, and I think it is, you know, an allegory on Mother Nature because, look, throughout this film, we learn, we get much deeper uh, analysis of all these characters, of our three founders here, Frank, Malcolm, and Quinn. And Quinn turns out to be the one who's the most corrupted and Malcolm and Frank's intentions were pure. Well, but Malcolm, Malcolm is even trying to 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 restore things to a to a pure way, even 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 towards the very end, even as he knows it's over. It's like he still is like, wait, I can fix this, you know. And uh, but he, he realizes the error of their ways. But he's still corrupt. I mean, he's still he's still uh, like, I guess power has gotten to his head, and. I think what has happened is by the end, there's been even more corruption when his when he's almost like being like that other guy becomes a traitor. His buddy who kills his daughter blames it on the boy and then decides he's oh. going to become the leader and, and whatnot. I think that's where he realizes, OK, I've done wrong by these people. The heathens stand. How awesome is that kill? Oh, that's crazy. Brutal. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's a saw trap. That's early John Kramer stuff. Yeah. That's, that's the prequel. That's Cecil stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That is Cecil. Cecil that stuff. is great. Great practical effects, too, man. Oh, uh, and yeah. so sad, too, because I like that little uh, that little love story that develops. Oh, you know, he, he made. It's fantastic. It's terrific. Yeah. That's uh, what I don't understand. Carving in the boat and stuff like that. And 
Oh, it's great, and she's the fucking doll too. Yeah. Oh, what a Fionn. Fufa Fionn. The double F. Fionn. But here's what I don't get. Why the fuck is Quinn that upset? Like, he makes it sound as if something's really wrong with, um, what, what's his name? Um, I have it written here. Jeremy. Jeremy impregnates the girl. But he's like, well, it's going to be a mongoloid that's going to grow in you and this and that and everything else. Why the fuck was it, is, is it such a thing that he murders his own daughter over it just because that she wanted to leave and she got pregnant with that guy? That's, I, I, I feel I, I like it's too, don't I explain it's that enough. I think it's twofold. I think it's one, he really dislikes Jeremy. Jeremy's a very that's non-masculine fun. man, but also he's Murder? seeing... He's also seeing the livestock that's being born, and the livestock being born is all deformed and everything because mother, because our deity is not cooperating. Right. So, so the land is cursed. So he feels like the child might be cursed. Yeah. Good call. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, that is the reason why I, 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 I think the, okay. not liking Jeremy's a the add-on, but I think he. Yeah, it is an add-on because he even sure. says, I, "I've been, I've been waiting for this, or I've been looking forward to this." Or I yes. wanted this. I wanted this. How yeah, you're cheering good. for Jeremy to win, yeah. and it just doesn't go his way. When he's like half slits his neck, and you're like, yeah, do it, and nope. He puts up a good fight, but uh... oh, but the, but then how it turns? You think he's gonna get killed for it only turn worse? Yeah, and, yeah, it's ah. just like damn. He kills his daughter over it. Holy shit, that's fucking crazy. Guess he's a son of a bitch. I guess that. I guess that's what. Because you know, you are a son of a bitch. <laughs> How about the scene with the traitor in the church, for king and country, and then he gets speared? Oh, that's a great oh, scene. Oh, speared like five times over. That scene is fantastic. Great Dude, and he's still up. he's still trying to reach for him. He's got yeah. like five. Spears. <laughs> oh, that whole scene, the suspense of it, Dude, and what's going to yeah, happen. Great suspense it at different oh. times. Even the whole switcheroo with the ticket at the beginning, like that's really creative stuff. And then, you know, the way they torment that guy and Malcolm okay. spares him. Malcolm's like, oh, you torment him to the point where he couldn't even answer if he wanted to. So here's what I don't get. Why does Malcolm kill him and then say that there is a fucking intruder among us? If he, if he knew that guy was innocent, why did he kill him? And then how did he know? That it was a mercy. Had- it was a mercy kill. It was a mercy kill. I, I totally see that as a mercy kill. That guy was broken. But how did he realize that there was an intruder on the land? Where does that come from? Because the ticket had the the bloody mark on it. Oh, so he mark. just put he just put it together that the real intruder switched. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. He knew from this guy's you know not talking that he wasn't the one, and that the real intruder's still out there. Well, they actually make a, even a joke almost. Or uh, he goes, "Did you bring anybody? Did you bring anybody here that was supposed? You to be? were supposed to, <laughs> yeah." yeah. <laughs> Right. I like that, and I like the underground lair and everything. That's oh man, that's another suspenseful seed where he actually has to go into the blood or the liquid, and 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 that's probably the biggest first scare in the movie, and one of the biggest scares in the movie. But on that note, like he's waiting for him at one end, waiting for someone to pop up, and then the the other dudes coming through the the uh, underground passageway. So you're like, okay, so he has to go into the water to hide. And then, ever, let and it play show, out. And she shows himself shows to, up, to him. Yeah, she which, shows himself oh. to him. And which then Malcolm this, questions. Yeah, and, then, and Malcolm questions it. You're right. Malcolm's like, you showed yourself to him. Why? 
Yeah, he knew somehow. Yeah, he he knew. He's like, what's what's so special about this guy and Thomas's backstory and why he's a drug addict and you know his you know religious background and his loss of faith. Really deep stuff here. And I think. And that, I think. That, sorry, that, do you go ahead? No, no, no. It's fine. I, I think I think that the apostle, the title, it, it it's about him and and this and this goddess here is like she. She latches onto him as soon as he as he arrives. You know, the first yes. time you see it, the first night you see her at the end of the hallway, and that, that that creepy little shot. And you don't know. Actually, you see it prior to that. The first time they go to church, and he sees him walking outside, and you could actually see that Malcolm, as he's giving his fucking his sermon, he, yeah, he also looks, looks, he looks yes. at him and looks outside. So it's like he picks up on it too. Yeah. So I'm like, so the bottom line is that Thomas is an apostle. He ends up being very good. Because everything he went through, and he and they, they, you know, they show when he went to um, what was it, Peking, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and he got tortured, and he was trying to bring the, the 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 word of God to them, and they tortured him. That he 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 lost his faith, but when he went there, he was you know he was all about it. So at the end of the day, what I get out of it is that the apostle is him. He is an apostle of God, and yeah. and the goddess is, is, you know what I mean, hooking up with him because. She knows that he is the righteous one. Yeah, he's so, gonna he's cool. gonna be her savior in the end, or he and becomes her. I think is well, that yeah, him well, be replacing her essentially. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly I, what it is. Which is why that that saying over the mantel place at the house comes into it. The power of his resurrection lies in the uh, touch of his sufferings. So at the end, he suffered so much and he freed her that his reward is that he now becomes the god of this land. And that's when you see it. The last image is him becoming one with the land and it's right. flourishing. Yeah. Oh, it's, so cool. It, it's so cool. It's so poetic. I love the scene like you talked about in Peking, like where he's, oh, he's praying funny. for God and his hands are coming together and they're pulling his hands back. And he's and, bringing oh, them back. And then yeah, they brand him with the big cross. Oh, oh. My God. <laughs> really beautifully shot. This is this is a fantastic film. Yeah. Yeah. No, like no question when it comes down just the look of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you may have question marks, but ultimately, uh, hopefully this helps, you know, give a little, shed a little light on, on some of the, the situations and scenes. But my God, and it does shed a lot of blood by the by the film's end. Oh, yeah. There's oh, a, yeah, yeah. It's a, there is a, a lot. Gory film, yeah. Yes, yeah. there is good blood, practical effects. There's a lot, a lot of good going on here. I feel so bad for the sister when those fucking those asshole kids are freaking messing with her. And she's sitting outside, and, and the only real good person is Andrea. You yeah, know, Emma Roberts looking like I call her Emma Roberts. Like she looks yeah, like Lucy she Boynton's. Be, <laughs> yeah, she's looking she look, like her. Yeah, doesn't she? I always think she that. is stunning. Yeah, she is. She I is. like that. Could we not afford this woman her dignity? Yeah, oh, she was great. But remember, she looked like Emma Roberts the first. And when we watched Black Coast, yeah. I thought it was her at first. Yeah. Yeah. But She's no, Kiernan Shipka's her. How confusing is that? Lucy Boynton looks like her, but Kiernan Shipka is her. That was a weird thing. You're right. <laughs> Everyone was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> right, man. See, the thing about her is Lucy Lucy Boynton does look like Emma. To me, Emma is is sexier, where. Lucy Boynton is, is is prettier. If that makes any sense to you, I know she's got guys... she's got a very classic, beautiful look to her. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, they yeah. do. They have similarities, and and the other girl's real pretty too. I looked her up, and she's done some other things too. She's you know who the other girl was, uh, Fionn, 
I'll get back to you in a second, but I looked her up because number one, I wanted to see, um, you know, how old she was. So I, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna mention her unless she was because she's playing a young girl. So you never know when you're watching a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I wasn't gonna say a boy, but she, she's, you know, she's. I, I would think, given the scenes, you know, with the mirror and stuff, and and given the dialogue, that they would have someone of age. Christine Froseth. But look, see, look at there. She, that's her. Or yeah. Where, where have we seen her before? Anyway, listen to this. This is what's interesting about her. She she plays. There was only one episode of um, Let the Right One In. She she played Ely in fucking the one episode in 2017. And I don't know what happened to the show, but they only filmed one episode of it. And it says there's 13 episodes, but I don't know. But she was in the pilot, and it didn't go anywhere. But she played Ely in that one. So I thought that was kind of cool. She's done a couple horror movies. Prey from 2019. Uh, just a couple movies. The Society, she's done a TV show, but... Yeah, very pretty girl. Yeah. But that that's her, um, whatever her name is, uh, Christine Froseth. Keep your eye on her because who knows what else she's going to do. But, you know, still, uh, I do like – I really do like Malcolm. Even though he did some things wrong, he still – remember when the first time he gets caught, when Thomas gets caught and he's defending – uh, you know, uh, the faker in church that gets speared and he yeah. comes over to him and he grabs a knife and he goes, as you bled for me, I bleed for you. And he puts a knife in his own hand and cuts yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. So there yeah. are some just things about him. There are some righteous things going on with, with, with Malcolm here. I just feel Within that. The insanity of a cult. But yes. Like, but well, you know, even, you even, the, even his preaching at the opening, it's like, he just wants a land where with compassion and, and, you know, food and, and, and pro- prosperity for all where they all could live. It's not a bad thing. It gets, it really gets corrupted by, by Quinn. I mean, when they reveal the backstory, Quinn's the one who's power hungry and obviously his, uh, his anger at Malcolm and calling him a false prophet at the end shows, but really, you know, I believe Frank and Malcolm were well-intentioned from the start and Frank, Frank even tries to to burn it all down. I mean, he's going to set this thing on fire to try and end it. And, you know, he even says to Thomas right before he dies, after he gets shot, you know, burn burn it all down. Yes, he does. So he's, you know, he knows things got out of hand. I mean, he wants to leave. And you notice, like, that's where you see the compassion of Malcolm because you think, oh, Malcolm's going to kill him now because he sees he's taking the boat and he's going to leave with the boy. But Malcolm's just trying to hold on at this point. Malcolm is not, yes, they've killed people, but... It was not his intention, whereas Quinn is revealed to be, you know, the, right. the full-on evil guy, and he really gets his comeuppance because his plan for, you know, using uh, Jennifer and Andrea as sex slaves and feeding the the uh, the the uh, the fetuses, you know, that he creates with them to the to the god to create prosperity was just that, like that's evil. Yeah, man. That's like uh, that's like bone tomahawkish. Picture them right. just like. Pregnant stumps at the end. Oh man, you're right. Oh, what about the idea of that all religion is bad? I know we're saying that he kind of had to prove himself. His Christianity, he 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 kind of rejected it, and but by coming back here, he kind of uh, um, becomes the chosen one, if you will, for for her. But what if the fact that really at the end of the day, uh, religion in itself is what caused the destruction of this whole society? Leaving 
creating religion on this land is essentially what destroyed nature mother nature challenged it and it destroyed the whole land and they 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 have to leave and now the land is restored back to its former beauty as well yeah i interesting wow it's yeah it's uh, i i like it i certainly not opposed to that at all i think there's messages in there that religion is good but there's also a lot of you know religion corrupts especially you know in human society because we always use it for our own personal gain and it doesn't work that way or when you force it so, upon others maybe that's maybe I, the, I, yeah when, when, i when mean it's force religion's fine when yeah. it's not forced upon you and, yeah, i mean look he has his own book he has his own bible he's got the, the book of malcolm there yes I mean, he does <laughs> so they, all like, they all know prior they're recruited Come over yeah. here, and we do have religion there. Because remember when that that goat or whatever the fuck falls in the boat, and the guy grabs uh, it and the sheep. Yeah, is that the same guy? The sheep. Is that the same guy that gets killed later? Yes. Switched him, so you almost yeah. kind of don't feel bad. But then again, no, he didn't know any better because he said okay. it's what she. When it happened, that's such a vicious scene. They're just gonna fucking smash some fucking sheep yeah. and, and throw it in the water to drown. I'm like damn. And they dude. use it again later when they talk about that boat being there. Like, oh, some trader came, but the sea took her. Like Jeremy's sort of so naive because he's young and he believes in this religion, how religion corrupts the young and draws him in. He believes that the sea actually took this rather than Quinn and Malcolm and Frank, you know, killed this traitor and dumped them in the ocean and kept the boat there. The sheep's name was Lucky. I don't know if you guys heard that. (laughs) Didn't you see Dave run into the jump in the water and rescue him right after? (laughs) I'm coming! Did you say I'm Norma Bates? <laughs> I don't know why. I'm Norma Bates! I said I'm coming! And then... oh, I'm coming. <laughs> that makes way more sense. But if you're ever going to do a Geronimo now, instead of Geronimo, it should be I'm Norma Bates! <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Someone I'm going to jump out of a plane and do that. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. If we're ever at a pool party, I'm going to fucking <laughs> jump and cannonball into a pool and say that in the air. Oh, no, baby. That'd be great. <laughs> Maybe next uh, year. Sporting Heads pool party. Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> 2021. So, yeah. I don't know. What You guys have anything else to add? It's a long movie, but I don't no, have... It's got a lot of great see. stuff. I like the fact that they discovered that somebody was out past curfew. And you think, oh, my God, Thomas is going to get caught. Luckily, that trader was before him in line, but they probably found out because they found his cigarette because he throws his cigarette down and he stubs it out. Oh, wow. I was and piecing that together. I'm like, how would they know somebody was out past dark? He, he was outside smoking the cigarette. Huh. Oh, yeah. that, that's good. Yeah. And they, I... Everything I saw in this where I was, like, questioning, I'm like, all right, maybe the Cub guy is a little bit of a question, but I, I didn't buy it just because we're dealing with a uh, – you know, a female god here. You know, the 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 land is prosperous even despite it being on scorched earth. So we're dealing with you know, supernatural, otherworldly, godlike. So. And, I, and I can't explain it. it. The thing looks like it's out of Silent Hill, though. But I mean, that's why totally. I think it's weird. But it, 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 it should have almost it should have yeah. it just should have been more non-human looking. I think the problem yes. is it look it's got a human chest and it's got human arms. So you almost think like, oh, is this like one of like the people who came to the island? But no, I just feel like it's just like a, I don't know. That's well, she was human looking too at first when they when she they flashed. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. That scene though, when they're feeding her the blood, and 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 they pan away, and it goes down with the the trees and the vegetation, everything's sort of growing again, but it's instantly awesome. instantly dying because it's almost yeah. like a not a, not enough. I, that that's really well done. Like the effects. Do you know there why? Great. Why is that well done? Not 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 why is it well done? <laughs> yeah, I think why the flowers die is because they show up that that people were screaming in those bags. And then I thought, because it's, it's, you know, it, this yeah. is someone that's, that's righteous. When they hear someone suffering, they, they, you know, she lost that fucking, that steam, if you will. She was all excited and she's like okay. hearing people being hurt and tortured and fucking, it went down. And you notice how she not, I mean, she protects him at the end, Thomas, the God, you notice when they pan out to the trees outside, you see all the guards hanging in the trees. Yeah, they were, I was going to ask that. What a great scene. Yeah. yeah she, fantastic she must have done that. Who else yeah, could have abso- done that? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because she says, "I've been waiting for you, my son." So it restores his faith because his faith was pure. His 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 you know his religion was was pure. He was trying to bring the word of God in a peaceful way, and he was rejected. And so this is sort of like bringing him back into the fold in a positive way. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well. <laughs> well. Well. Yeah. Done. Thank you. I stayed the same. I was a 9 out of 10. I stayed a 9 out of 10. Oh, okay. I was an 8 when I originally, when we originally watched it. I'm an 8.5 now. Yeah, I don't know if I was a 9 or a 9.5, but I want to stay the same. I think I was a 9. I have to be a 9 if that was my 49th film, right? But you can go up to a 9.5 if you want now. I could technically. <laughs> I thought it was terrific. I'll, you know what? I'll give it a 9.5. Fuck, I love it. Nice. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Film. Apostle. Okay. So now 27 get... doesn't make it, right? It's 28? <sighs> nope. Yep, it has to be 28. So Let's see if the next one makes it. I don't think so. All right. Let's do this. Let's do this. Oh, my God. Here we go. I should probably pull it up. <laughs> yeah, pull right. it up. Pull it up. Uh, Why not? Starting point, Suspiria. maybe. Suspiria. 2018, <laughs> directed by Luca Guadagno. Guadagnino? Guadagnino? How do you say his name? I think that's how it is. Isn't he, he's the it guy, right? He's the it guy. Is he's that the it guy? You're thinking a fucking uh, fucking model think? or a machete? Oh, machete. Yeah, that's right. He's not the it guy. He's uh oh, he's the one who did like uh that Call Me by Your Name movie. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I was just, I get confused. I'm allowed to get confused, Christian. All right. A darkness swirls at the center of a world-renowned dance company, one that will engulf the artistic director, an ambitious young dancer, and a grieving psychotherapist. Some will succumb to the nightmare. Others will finally wake up. Ha, huh, I like that. I made that Just, up. Did you? <laughs> Just off the top I wish. Of Look at that. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, that's fucking perfectly descriptive for this film. Wow. A story sold in six parts and an epilogue. Yes, six parts in an epilogue. Absolutely, fucking uh, a fuck. Mm, man, I fuck. I love the movie. I I, I want to know what Christian doesn't like about it. I'm curious because I just it's I, not. It's more just not my jam, and I find it very boring. I <laughs> I can't I can't get over my boredom of it. It's beautiful. The cinematography's great. The acting's all right. I don't know why they decided to put Stilton or Tilton or whatever name is in both roles. I, I still haven't Stilton, figured out if there's Tilton, a reason why. 
Tilton Swinton. <laughs> yeah, whatever her name Tilda is. Tilda Swinton. I don't she know. Plays three a... roles. Three roles. Yeah, three. Uh, and then she's not bad. I just don't understand. Marcos. It looks Marcos. Great. Marcos. <laughs> it looks. It looks great. I I I find that I'm laughing when everybody's exploding into a pools of blood at the end. Laughing. Oh. Yeah, God. I don't find it scary at all. I find it. I I want to. I want to. I, you know what I figured out? I'm not Marcos. into witch movies. And I'm the opposite. I fucking. I think. I think witch movies are are like it's like slasher. And then it's like one A and one B. I can't um, I can't believe how many witch movies I love. It's it's ridiculous. I am the witch. I, I know, and, and it's not ridiculous. I know you love a lot of witch movies. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're ridiculous. <laughs> you're you're goddamn ridiculous. The <laughs> I've enjoyed some of them, and I've not enjoyed other ones. And this one falls in the latter category of it. Just every time I put this movie on, I'm in a coma ten minutes later. Oh. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'm I'm with Christian on the fact that I like some witch movies and some I don't. This film, <laughs> okay. while I do feel it can drag in parts, I do find it incredibly intriguing. I really enjoy it. It's artistically beautiful, and I do like the fact that its deeper messages are are very much on the surface so a layman can can watch this film and not have to dissect it and do so much research on this i like the idea that you set this at the time in a divided berlin the berlin wall the terrorism going on the hijackings everything corruption in the world guilt and shame it's talked about a lot in this film guilt and shame and how you got that going on on the outskirts of the dance studio and you got that going on within the coven inside yes, sir. so that well so said. that it's so there it's very simple very very relatable i love that and for me the saving grace of this film i love the character of dr klemperer i knew you would i knew klemperer I, would be your fucking klemperer man. is my guy i love it i love i love the backstory i love the development yeah her story she's, she's got a bigger dong than i do <laughs> 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 well, but yeah uh, I, I love that uncut. i thought yeah, I, I, she's I find that story very, very, you know, easy to relate to. You know, a lost love. It's really tragic and sad, oh, and I love the way it plays out. And within the uh, within the dance academy, sure, I have questions, especially with how it resolves itself, given the fact that really nobody is is pure in the sense, like even the witches who survive, who voted for from Madame Blanc. You know, even though they weren't, you know, voting for this false witch who said she was one of the three mothers and lied, they were still sort of like bad people. They were killing the girls, obviously. The witches, what the fuck do you want? It's a no, fucking witch. I know, I know, but they're but they're they're killing innocent victims. They're they're kind of they're you know tormenting the police. They're kind of like they're not, you know, it's still like they're still corrupt in a way. I don't hate this movie. I do not want you to think like I'm bored. But I, I pushed through. First time I watched it, it took me three fucking... I've told this story on the show before. Three times. I fell asleep within the fifth, first 15 minutes. Three, <laughs> two times. And then I finally watched it. This time, first time I put it on, and within that first 10, 15 minutes, again. And then I watched it from the start and watched it through. And I just said, I wanted to like it, Dave. I wanted to love it. It's all right. I love the look of it. The acting's decent. But 
I just I can't get a hundred percent on board, but I do not hate the movie. I'm just not into it. So, but I've tried. I'm trying. And it, here's the thing: I'll watch it again. So I'm intrigued if to check it out away. again. If Next I... time you watch it, do it on a Sunday morning at like ten, right after you have a cup of coffee and you got a couple oh, hours to yourself. Yeah, you gotta okay. do it at the right time. You gotta fucking do it undisturbed. Have a cup of coffee, breakfast, chill out, and just fucking take it in and just as an experience because it is like an experience. Like my first cock. Fuck. <laughs> I think it's phenomenal. I can't find anything anything wrong with it. That's nothing. Just, there's nothing wrong with it. I don't know. If you tell me something's wrong with it, and, and, and I don't know. I, I don't. Like, I like the act structure. Act structure. I think that helps move oh, it I've, along. I think yeah. that helps move it along. That's how I felt like I was watching it. Like if I had to pause to take a five minute break, okay, I'll pause it right after this act. So I felt like I like when films are done that way. That's why I like Tarantino films because he makes long films, but they sure. feel shorter because they're broken up. So you're kind of getting like mini stories within, and you know, Act One is totally. Chloe Grace, Patricia's character, really well done. She, I mean, she's a terrific actress. Uh, and you know, when she's she's at Klemper's office and, and and talking with him, you totally get why his write up is all about her manifesting this own mythology in real life because she's coming across as somebody who's mentally ill. Correct. So th- there's Correct. no reason for him to even believe witches are real at this point. There's nothing there. And I love the way she's putting down the picture frames and covering up anything with eyes so the witches can't see through it to, to watch her. And, and we can and, hear the witches and she yeah, is being watched. Yeah, but she puts yeah. the eyes out so she can, but they can still hear her and stuff like that. And, yeah. you know, it, it jumps around uh, the stuff in Ohio with Susie's upbringing. Um, yeah, the Mennonites, that whole thing. Yeah, the Mennonites. The Tom York and, song is great. I not to jump. I love the I also like how they do. Oh, yeah. I also like right. how they do the title card in the oh, movie. I thought that's right. great. Airport, yeah. See, I love. I, I will tell you what the stuff that I like. So then that stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, that's great. That's great. Now, maybe I. You're telling me it's all simple, so that's making me feel more, like dumb. I want so the the Dakota character. What's her What's her name in the movie? I forgot. The main Susie. girl, the main dancer. So Susie Banyan. Her mom said that her her. Her sin uh, her, was her big sin is, is giving birth to her. Is it because Correct. she's a witch? Because she's the because she's one the of the witch. three mothers. Yeah. She's going to fucking yeah. be the third mother, and she knew yes. something was up with her. She, she she could just feel it. She was always insistent on on, on Berlin and always wanting to go there yeah. for no particular reason. But really a mother cool knows. stuff. Really cool so stuff. So Blanc is drawn, who? Blanc is just a fake witch, or or not a true witch. She's not a mother. She's only she's, three and mothers. She never cla- and she never claims to be a mother, Blanc, which is why Marcos is punished at the end because she claims to be Mother Suspiria. Sus- such or what a big witch Suspiria. society. Like, There's Mother Tenebrae, society. Mother Suspiria, yeah. and Mother Opera. Suspiria. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's just, again, of, of one of the reasons I could have disliked this movie is because of how much I love the original. But, I mean, think about the original and the Three Mothers trilogy. You know what's up with that, Christian. You, this, this, yeah. this shouldn't be news to you. You, you know it's about not, Mother Suspiriorum and Mother no, Tenabrium. It, it, it's not news yeah. to me, but it, it's, it's just mothers. that it's just... <laughs> And modern blank in the first movie. Think about that. I mean, she's that. Think about the original if it makes it easier. Blank wasn't a fucking one of the three mothers. There was only one mother in the original Suspiria, and it was fucking, you come to kill Nivella Marcos, American girl. There's only one. One of, you know what I mean? Yeah. She's the head. 
Yeah, and that and that's fine. And and so I got it. I just wanted to make sure that I I wasn't misinterpreting anything. So it is it is pretty straightforward, as Brandon said earlier. Then I just wanted to make sure I got it. They don't tell they tell it very differently though, which is I guess like you said, if they're going to remake it, remake it. And, but Indeed. I don't I don't know. I thought I thought the the Madame Blanc looked like a fucking toad, just like fucking huh? toad fucker. She looked like or whatever. She looked like a fucking frog woman at the end. There. She looked fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but wait a minute. I'm she confused. did. Co- she did commit suicide at the end of this. <laughs> am I? Am I? Maybe. No. No. Wait. I'm. I'm confusing. I think you're confusing the characters. I think. Yes. You, you Marco, you. Marcos looked like a frog. Mar- Marcos. I am so sorry. That's why I'm fucking it up. I, I'm fucking it up because I'm saying the wrong character's name. Marcos looked like a fucking toad. Marcos is what? Just a regular witch? Not one of the three mothers, though. She's just a regular witch, but po- living under, like, the guise. The guise of a third... Yeah, spirit. exactly. Yeah. And that's why at the end, when she reveals herself, she says, no, I'm I, I'm not... Fine, I just fucked up the name. Blanc is Stilton, okay. Tilton, whatever her name is, and Marcos is, uh, is the toad. Okay. That fucking toad, though. That fucking toad. B's missing all of a sudden. There he Are you is. you okay, buddy? Yeah, what happened here? No clue. You disconnected, then you called, and the other one was paused. Either way, you were oh, here. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, right. uh, yeah, I don't know what happened there. Okay, no, yeah, I'm fine. I don't. All of a sudden, I was gone. You were talking about. I'm the sorry. Toad. Did you guys. You were talking no, about. I did. Uh, she really like a friend. Yeah, all like... I'm saying is, yeah, but she's supposed to look that way. It's disease upon disease. She's fucking decrepit. She's yeah. losing whatever power she has. She's all fucked up, and she's trying to be reborn into something else. Exactly, which is why they're recruiting the girls, basically. Patricia right. was going to be the girl, then then Sarah and Olga, you know, they're, they're, they're recruiting. They're looking for somebody worthy of being the vessel from, from Mother Marcos, who's been voted to be the leader again. They're very yeah, picky. That's, Just pick a fucking girl and get on with it. Well, <laughs> they got to find somebody worthy. I mean, especially of a woman who's claiming to be one of the three mothers. One of my questions Boy, is... Boy, did they pick wrong... <laughs> One of my questions is, are with with the killings, particularly of Olga, of Olga, definitely it has to be Olga because you don't really see Patricia disappear. But do you think Blanc and all of them are aware that these girls are living in sort of like this hellish, like purgatory is like deformed things? Is Blanc aware of that? Because when Blanc touches Susie's feet and gives her sort of like the light to perform the dance, and then you know Miss Tanner talks about something about not being kicked in the ribs and then all of a sudden it starts you know mirroring where olga is trapped in that room below and she's getting like all kicked and twisted and mangled it awesome. is blanc is blanc aware of, i mean it's gorgeous it's stunning it's horrifying and it's and, all you know, practical you know there's no fucking cg everything is fucking practical in this absolutely movie. absolutely there's Amazing. no you don't you don't hear that 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 bone you hear crunching and twisting but it's not like that that cgi fast mm-hmm. twitch you know right you know, it's very bad. Prosthetics. I yeah. watched all, a little thing on it on, on the movie. It's awesome, and she's pissing herself, and she's drooling, and it's really, oh. really one of the more horrific kills you'll see in a horror film. It's great. But is so is, is, Blanc, is Blanc aware of that? Well, she has to be aware of it because the others are aware of it. Vertigas yeah. is aware of it because they come and they get Olga at the end of at the end of the death with the hooks, and they hook her and they bring her somewhere. So they, yeah. if they're aware of one, you have to be, assume they're aware of the other. The only yeah. thing that oh, okay, that's true. not aware of is that uh, when um when what do you call it when Marcos shows up, 
she's like you, you she's under the fucking under the closet or something she said yeah she, because you notice when um when Susie does that scene when she wants to um is, is it the first time when she was that one I'm gonna dance the the uh, the protagonist either way she starts getting close to the ground and moaning and then you see right on the other side of that below exactly. her Marco's, Marco's feeding off her and yeah. she figures it out Blanc figures it out you know yeah. what I mean and then they talk about it after so I all I, I I think that that was the only thing that was kept from okay. Blanc probably because Marcos wanted it that way okay. because they just had to vote everything else they have to be aware of it yeah, I don't think yeah, they you do, you do, yeah you do see Tanner and some of the other good witches who voted for Blanc you know involved in this so yeah you're right I just the the thing is they portray Blanc as being so you know righteous and you know so it just seemed like is she like in the dark with this but I guess she wouldn't be but she talks about having to survive through tough times. I mean, obviously, you know, they don't really go into the backstory, but she talks about, like, you know, you, you have no idea what, what, what I've been through to keep this studio alive, to keep the studio going through the war and stuff. So They went I, underground. I, they had to hide, and they yeah. had to do things, and then they came back strong. And that's what, yeah. you know, that, that's what, what's her name? Underground since the war. That's that's the whole thing that, uh, that when Sarah is talking to... To Susie, when she's telling her yeah. what, what, what's so great about, um, you know, about Blanc and everything that she had to go through to, you know, they wanted them to spread their legs, but instead, you know, and now they have not just a dance studio, but a, a dance company, you know, they're, yeah. they're yeah. a big thing here and they've been going strong and, you know, we see that they've traveled to, you know, New York City and all these other places and, and they, they've been performing, performing this, um, Volk for all these years. Yeah. Is she dead at the end? That was my other question. Who? Like, she wouldn't, her neck was all spiraled and bloody, but when they went back up to her and touched her, she looked like she still had life in her. For like two seconds. Yeah, she she, she had like, yeah. So then it was, that was the, okay. I wasn't sure if that was the last bit of life or, okay. That was my one kind of complaint. I thought that was a little bit hokey at first for this movie. But then now I look at it, it's more of like an involuntary reaction. Like they put it up together. That that may even happen. I don't know. I mean, it's probably not a hundred percent medically accurate human centipede, but I mean, <laughs> it's a, I could see it. You know what I mean? I, I like the idea of Madame Blanc kind of uh, giving Susie her dreams, these nightmarish dreams and stuff, and she sort of like offers her an out at the end, like I could take all this away. You know, she takes away the dreams at the end, but she, she she's she's a compassionate person, even though she's done horrible things, which I like. That adds depth to the character and gives you an idea that you're cheering for Blanc over Marcos. And the idea that that uh, Susie's drawn to the floor because Marcos is feeding off her from below is great, especially when she talks about, you know, when they start contradicting the dance uh, about the jumping and stuff and and and, and that. One of my That's questions great. would be, why why did they give the girl who showed her the jumps? Why did they give the, that girl a seizure? No, no, no. Susie gave her the seizure just to further prove her point. She's like, Susie. you don't want us on the ground? Think about this. Think about it now. Susie. Let, let me explain why. As this dance is going on, she wants to stay grounded. Remember, yes. they had a little yes. bit, and it makes sense. She's like, "We want to. I want to stay on the ground. I think it's better to do this. They have a little bit of a difference of opinion on yes. the way this dance should be portrayed. So at the end of the day, Susie, being as powerful as she is, but doesn't 100% know it yet, it's, it's almost like something cosmic, like fucking... Okay, motherfucker, you want to keep oh, okay. it on the air? I'm okay. going to keep it on the fucking ground. 
boom, down you that, go. That helps because I, I don't know why I always thought Blanc looks at the girl. I forgot the, the character's name, but looks at the girl and then she has the seizure, almost like Blanc was punishing her when I'm like, she's doing Blanc's bidding here. So you, because that makes more sense. Thank you. And also, why does the uh, the one witch, I'm not sure her name, why does she kill herself? Is because she she gets a sense of what's table? coming? Yeah, who stabs knife? herself. Good scene, but yeah, I, another question, actually. It's You're all right. the turmoil going on in the coven and her not being able to handle it anymore. Everything okay. going on between between with Blanc and Marcos and, and yeah. the fucking the shit going on outside, the yeah. mess outside, the mess inside that fucking that Susie speaks about earlier or later, actually. But the bottom line is this also all this turmoil is happening. And this woman is the empath. That's the role she plays. If you notice, she does all these things. She is the when she cries, mother of tears in a way. When she does the crying, she causes Olga to cry. Yes. She she and when she kills herself, it, it also helps take down the coven because when she does it, she causes Sarah to go into that fucking trance and she is shown things. So it's almost like she's sacrificing herself at the same time, saying, Sarah, open your eyes. There's fucking things afoot here. And even though you just met uh, with uh, uh, Joseph and he told you these things and you were still defensive about I've never and she's like I've never seen anything at that dance studio that resembled it's, it's not witchcraft it's not this and then all of a sudden she goes back after getting this news you know what I mean and, and after denying it then she goes back and she's sitting there and then she does their pass out thing for a second when she kills herself then she comes to and all of a sudden she does the counting backwards of the numbers thing to get to that fucking door and then goes into her thing next so it's oh, almost okay, like perfect. she opened up her eyes to something as well so okay, I think there's so, a couple yeah. reasons there. No, I like that because, I, I mean, they were showing her a lot, and and I do remember the tears matching up with Olga's tears, so I'm like, okay, she's if she's not doing it herself, she's definitely involved with, with, with the killing of Olga, and she's, you know, very, you know, open and, and you know, and aware of everything that's going on, and it's probably driving her crazy, but at the same time, I like that with the uh, almost sort of, like, sacrificing herself to help uh, – to help the coven, to help bring down the right. evil of coven, the evil end right. of the coven. It's too much for her. That's yeah. why I like, oh, this is happening at once. And no, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Okay, so, cool. Why is a secret room right off the main room? Why wouldn't you make it a little bit more secretive? It's like they walk the right into place? the main fucking dance studio and like, ding, 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 oh, a hollow wall here. Let's do it. Why wouldn't you hide that more? Best place, hide in plain sight. Yeah. Obviously well, not you so look, good. <laughs> if you look at the first movie... It's right behind the desk. It's right in the room where where uh, where Blanc resides. Turn you know, turn the iris, and it's right you, fucking there. Do you call it a desk in Canada? Or do you have some weird Chester name for it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I also want to clarify. I haven't seen the original Suspiria that many times. I eh? I probably like I, three, I, I like don't remember the original. I don't yeah, remember I, because I've only seen it a few times, and I haven't yeah. seen it in probably so I just ten years. You, I, I think because when you were like earlier, I'm like wow. you remember this. You, I know the three mothers because of just being a horror fan. But I mean, I think I've watched Inferno a handful of times and Suspiria a handful of times, Mo- and I'm assuming mother, those are the Mother Inferno, Mother Cat and Nine Tails, and, and, and Mother Bird with the Crystal Plume. <laughs> <laughs> And I haven't even watched, I don't even think I've watched Mother of Tears, which came out in the 2000s, right? I've never seen Mother I, of Tears yes. either. Well, there you go. Having the background to yeah. this movie would help as well. And that's what's so good about this. They stayed true to the original story, yet they did their own thing, but they still kept the same character names, the important characters. They brought people in and did it differently. They did it 100% different from our general. That, that's for damn sure. And, and, and still managed to make something equally as artistic and beautiful, but in a different way. 
and that's uh, yeah they, no i respect it for that i actually i really enjoyed and and you know getting some of the answers to these questions i love the fact that this time i'm paying attention you see you know because it's the first time you watch it you know you, you're not taking everything in and even though it's right there you have in to front stay of awake you, first and foremost it's the, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a little long i i do agree that it's a little long but i still really enjoy it and i'm drawn to it and i really yeah, like it true. but uh, i love you know all the scenes of the childhood drawn to berlin and you know her waking from the dream i know who i am you know it's it's like it's there but like that first time i saw it when she's revealed as one of the three mothers i was like what? I'm like, get the fuck out of here! Amazing. Like, I remember yeah. that the first time. I'm like, I am shit. Like, what? Oh, dude, that's what I don't understand. So, Christian, did you watch Schindler's List and fall asleep during that? Did you find that boring? Uh, a movie like really Schindler's List or a Schindler's movie like fuck? You've never. I, I, you know what? I'll, I'll say this as somebody who's seen Schindler's List. I haven't watched that many times because it's not really a very happy film to watch. But any of those types of films, even if I love a film, I love Judgment at Nuremberg, one of my favorite movies of all time. I talk about it. it's three hours and fifteen minutes long. If when I watch it, you got, you got to take a break every now and then. Sometimes well, movies. When are I just watch, like, when I watch Scarface, I never fall asleep. And again, I don't want you say that because that one. Uh, the Godfather. I I never fallen asleep to it, but I don't watch it religiously. I love, I love the movie, but I don't watch it like annually. Or yeah, like Scarface is one of my fa- favorite films, though. Uh, and I don't have a problem with that. I mean, it's it's this movie. This movie, maybe to the credit of the film. I don't know. Not not for me to not fall asleep to it or uh, it'd be better if it made me stay awake, but it's almost mesmerizing, I guess. So I'll give it a credit to the way that it looks again, but by doing it the way that he's doing it and the way that it's paced, I I just fall into this sort of dream state. Literally. It's a very Uh, calming movie at times. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, no, and I'm not, I don't hate it. That's what I've said. Like I, I do, I like it. It's just, it's not going to be close to the hall of fame because my rating will never, won't be anywhere near. Even if you guys both came in at 10. Well, you're a fucking skunk. It's not about being a skunk. It's just being realistic with, with the the material. I, I, I'm giving it an 11 then. (laughs) <laughs> it still won't make it. it. Still won't make it. <laughs> I'm just surprised. I'm, I'm I'm a little surprised just because uh, I, well, it is what it is. What can you? How about do? how about the? I love uh, with Dr. K going going back and forth to his country house, and then at the end when when the witches trick him with with uh, with Anka, of course, played by Jessica Harper oh, from man. from the original, which is great, and uh, you know you kind of you kind of know it's a dream sequence like you know it's not real the first time it's happening you know it's sort of like a spell but well they uh, hinted it earlier there's that one scene when sarah when she sees it remember it's um, still heartbreaking though i know what you're yes, saying yeah yeah so. yeah she, yeah she sees yeah yeah tanner tanner looks at tanner. sarah and then she turns into anka just for a fucking second then we see exactly anka exactly and they talk about uh dr k gonna be the gonna bear witness and all that and and stuff so they're, they're talking about using him so you know they're gonna guise him there but also the scene where he just sort of walks through customs with anka whereas they make a habit of showing these scenes where he's getting 15 stamps every time and then all of a sudden they're just you know lovebirds walking through the building in two seconds it's kind of like you know you know and it's right outside the dance studio at that when it happens. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And he sees yeah. something, and like something happens in his brain. He looks up like he's going to say something. Then he turns and she's just gone. Yeah. They and keep saying they that it's out. taking place during this time frame, but they really, other than them saying, oh, I hear bombs or whatever like that, you really don't see any, any like, 
they footage talk about the, or something. Use fucking constantly. Yeah, they talk about the hijacking. Talking about it. Yeah, the hijacking and the terror situation. They do. And Patricia and they, being one of them. Exactly. You so see that's it through newscasts. You don't. You don't experience though at all. They There's no evidence it, of it. Okay. Okay. Like they do. They do discuss they, it. They discuss it. You hear it and you see it on TV and and hear it on the radio. They just don't show it on the fuck. Thank goodness, because I don't want to see a bunch of fucking bombs. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. I don't want to see. But it, it is a great way to explain Patricia's disappearance because she's. I mean, she's the, she's, the head. she's she's the top of the you know at the dance studio. So for her to disappear, you know, they talk. It, you know, if it's her, if it's her desire to you know build bombs and be a part of the RAF and you know they're planting all this evidence. It makes sense, you know. You know, and she's yeah. into that stuff. So 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 be it. She disappears, and then they. They try to do what they think that Sarah's going to do it for a little while. And then day one, when freaking when Susie arrives and just gets that audition right away, the fact that she even got the audition, they said, you, you happen to catch a modern blank on a good day. It's so yeah. strange that you called and, and got it over the phone. And she's like, really, you shouldn't be auditioning at all. And then she goes there and she fucking blows him away. And as she's doing it, all of a sudden she turns around and Blanc is there. Like as if she fucking just, you know, appeared from fucking thin air, which she, she probably maybe did. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. She shit on here. Now, when, so they, sh- like, when oh. they show Sarah discovering uh, Patricia and, and Olga in the basement, am I crazy or in the mirror do you see Marcos? I didn't see her in the mirror, but it may have been something I missed. I felt like I saw Marcos, like, laying I there. think you see Marco. And, yeah, <laughs> for, for, yeah for I see Ma- Mother, yeah. Mother Marcos Vertanen. <laughs> <laughs> Mother Vertanen is yeah. the third one. There's that skunk. Looks like the oh. guy from Pieces of Talent. Uh, the... <laughs> <laughs> it's a profile pic. It's an in-joke, everybody. The... No, it's true. That's how I always thought Marcos looked like. Because <laughs> that's always his profile pic. Is there an explanation? Can you explain to me why the choice was made for her to play the doctor? There's got to be a reason as to why. Not, th- not just this will be cool. What, what would be the reason as to why? Because I can't figure it out. There's got to have been a choice I, I for the director. Know. They even they even give her give her give him a name. Yeah, it's funny, and you know what that name means? I guess in a, in a certain language, it means um swine and ton or something like that, like the animal swine and, and the name. Okay. It, it, I think it's a German word for swine and tongue, or something like that. Either way, I don't know, and I, I, I maybe I should have looked at the IMDb fucking trivia, all the background stuff I watched. I didn't see the reason why. Honestly, I think she volunteered. Yeah, I, I Tilda, don't you got to remember Tilda Swinton. She's an Oscar-winning actress. She's a terrific actress, and she's the type of like actress that does sort of like these odd types of roles. So it it wouldn't surprise me if it was just like you know what I want to play Doctor K too. And I think I think she's terrific Doctor K. D, I got the best role for her next. She plays Brandon Orlick, and we don't even have to turn the computer on <laughs> for the white glare. She could just be sitting sitting there. <laughs> Oh, I'm out. Good night, everybody. <laughs> you fucking oh, skunk. Amazing. <laughs> it's just a white glare. And anyone that says that they fucking knew that that fuck you, I'm so sick of hearing people that don't like this movie say that they knew that it was Tilda Swinton. I I showed this movie to four people. You know, not one fucking person. I, at the end of the movie, I said, I got I got information for you. Did you know? That this person is not a man and was played by this, and they were all like, "No." I go, "Yeah." I knew because yeah. somebody it, it told was spoiled me that it. it was spoiled it. for me. Yeah. And then even this time, when I saw that they used a different name, I'm like, "Maybe it's not Tilda Swinton." <laughs> like, no. So it was... it was spoiled for me. But by the time I saw the movie, when it came on Amazon, 
Amazon original. I I, for, I had forgotten, and I didn't remember right away. So I didn't remember right away, but as the movie uh, progressed, I didn't even know who the frog was. Yeah, Kermit. <laughs> like this is fucking Kermit in a in a, in a star <laughs> role. And isn't it funny? Doctor K's name means hog, piggy, piggy and frog. See, Kermit and Miss Piggy. Maybe there's a Muppet connection, yeah. a Ghoulie Muppet connection. Oh, and Marcos is Gonzo. <laughs> Did you know that David Gordon Green was actually initially going to direct this, with, and he had a screenplay for it and everything from back in the day? Because they were, remember there was rumors about this movie being made for years. Uh-huh. Uh, rumors started in like 2007 or something, I think. Who's going to put a bunch of pumpkins out on the uh, the front of the <laughs> dance studio? <laughs> oh fuck. Well, I can't find out. I'm trying to look it up for you, C, to, to, to help you out and, and the reason for it. But I do not know. I do not know. And it could simply be that. I'm interested in playing two roles. Awesome. Done. But I, I, I just feel like there's got to be something else. I don't think I this would, director would have just I done wouldn't it. Read, I wouldn't read too much into that. Maybe there is, but I don't think it even needs it. There was another movie that this director directed, and somebody played three parts in that movie as well. Was and it Norbit with uh, Eddie Murphy? <laughs> Eddie Murphy. Hey, here it is. <laughs> oh, here it is. Tilda Swinton's performance as Dr. Joseph Klemperer came about when both Swinton and director Luca Guadagnino thought that Magnata. in a movie centering on women, it felt right to have a woman also play the principal male character. During filming, only a few cast members and virtually none of the extras knew that it was really Swinton in heavy makeup. They wow. purposely credited a fictitious German actor called Lutz Eberdorf as Klemper to hide <laughs> Lutz Eberdorf. Lutz has got bitch tits. <laughs> <laughs> That's Lutz, awesome. Lutz and Tilda are supposed to have a scene together. Where's Tilda? Where's Tilda? Eber oh, I missed her again. She's like Pokeroo. <laughs> Pokeroo. Eber means boar or swine, and Dorf means town in German. So Swine Town, a.k.a. Swinton. That's why they named it. Swindorf on golf. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. That's awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah. So there you go. They just thought it was a good idea, uh, apparently. And it it plays well. How the actors not know? Oh, Tilda's not here. Tilda's never here on the same day that Lutz is here. (laughs) No, the the, the extras didn't know it. No, I know, I know. Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) Okay. Holy fuck. Like Mrs. Doubtfire. (laughs) Just keep running out of the (laughs) room. How about when Sarah's leg breaks? That's fucking pretty grody looking. Oh, that that scene's great. She goes down there and man. And then afterwards, the way she looks with her eyes and shit, and she's doing that dance. And but I mean, I think she might look better with them fucking. Yeah, she's looking at Clemperer and then Susie's Susie's changing too. It's all crazy. Well, why is there holes in the floor? They got created as she was. I think it's really creative, cool, cool there. stuff they, with the violence. Yeah, the witches did that. And she yeah, falls and the bone pops out. Great stuff. Oh, man. And the what? way they heal it just so, so she can go up and dance for a little bit, and then all of a sudden it pops out again. Whew. You know why it pops out? Because fucking she... He's dropping knowledge, and he also dropped out, everybody. He's, he me- hears us right now. He hears us right now. I guarantee he hears us. He's totally frozen. Does that mean the video is frozen on that end? I never know. Yeah. Right, so why does why does it break again? So it breaks again because Susie gets distracted because I I mean she is who she is and you know yes. they're grooming her yes. you know that she's gonna be something she gets distracted by her appearance and she's like wait a minute what the fuck's up because she really does 
have a closeness to this girl, even though she does hide some things from her. But I mean, and as Sarah starts finding things out and she's questioning her, you know, she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. She, but she wants, she's close to her. She doesn't want bad things to happen to her. So she sees her in this state and all of a sudden her eyes are off the ball. She's not thinking about the dance or anything else anymore that might be inside. And she sees her and she's like, Oh fuck. And because she got distracted, she, she reverted back to what had happened. Yeah. And she even talks about going off script. Yes, she goes. I yeah. apologize for going off yeah. script or something. Yeah. They had that conversation when their mouths aren't even moving. They they get. Oh, into the- that's great when they do it earlier oh. in in the uh, in the restaurant with just the witches and the girls outside. Yes, and they're and they're kind of like talking about how oh they think we're like real people like <laughs> acting normal and stuff and I, I yeah, forgot what the dialogue is yeah exactly that's what yeah. was Su- and then in the final scene when they're in the dance pardon me after after Volk and they go out to dinner and they're all there having that last night before the fucking the Suspirium mm-hmm. fucking when she moves over to the head of the table and everybody's out there doing their thing in the fucking scene with just with Blanc and Susie just. Intently staring at each yeah, other, staring oh. each other down almost. Yeah, that that is good. That was good. Yeah. And w- what was the line that Susie says at the end? Because there was an original line talking about going on script, but the, she says, "I am her." Is that what she I said? Am she. Sorry, I am, she. Pro- I am she. I am she. So that was that was ad libbed initially, and I th- I don't know if you saw this in the trivia. Is witches get stitches? <laughs> <laughs> Witching and bitching. Yeah, yes. yeah. Witching, witching. Sorry, that was a horrible fucking joke, and I take full credit for it. Amazing. <laughs> but oh man, just. Are you a Marco site or a Blanc site? Yeah, right. A, a Blancite. Yeah, whatever that. Blancite. Yeah, Marco yeah. sites. <laughs> a Marco site. It's like a, a parasite. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really my dog's infested with Marco sites. <laughs> So what is the end game for uh, for uh, Susie then? What? Why? Why come here to destroy them all? She's not because... there to destroy them all. She's there to fuck. She's the only one she's destroying are the fucking ones the that were following point. the false prophet uh, exactly. of Marco doing her she's, thing. She came there to save, save it. Exactly. Yeah, to save it. Bring them save into it by the destroying next... everybody that fucking gets in her way. She destroys half the room there. It's it's again the false the the ones who worship a false prophet very very similar in themes all all these movies. She blamed she came there to bring balance to it and, yeah. and to get into the next century the into force? the next fucking era. And she is ca- yeah. exactly. and Anakin is capable Skywalker. and is capable of destruction as exactly. she is. She's also very merciful and very kind. The and way so- she the way she frees Sarah and Olga and Patricia and yep. ultimately what she does for Doctor K. Yep. Which is you know. No, that's great. Put down the woman who bore you. Yeah, that part's awesome. Oh, yes. yeah. I love that scene. Is that There's one dancer in there with a lot of hair, very long hair. It's it like looks a, like a man. Yes, it does, and it has a voice like a man. It's very Yeah, distinct. my dad's like, is that a man? I'm like, that's, I honestly don't know. Not supposed to be, but I know that. I know. <laughs> I hear you. That scene, though, that climax, I fucking love it. It gets all red, and they're doing their thing, and they're spinning, and, and they're dancing. And then she comes out, and she spins around, and she says, um, what does she say? Which is it's beautiful. <laughs> no, she says dance is beautiful, but earlier on in the what Blanc tells her, dance can never be uh, beautiful yes. again. So it's like she fucking is bringing it. She's doing her own spin. She's like, no, this is what we're going to do. And the way it looks, the color of it, I'll get... See, that's where the only time you see colors is in that climax. Yeah. And it's, it's just fucking, it's For, just done so well. It doesn't you know make I you love? laugh. 
it looks like ready or not at the end there. It's blowing up in a blood bombs and Oh, it's amazing. Everybody's head blowing up. How do you not love that? Oh man. It's just, I, I, it's I, funny. It's not I, I, I like I like this movie better than Ready or Not. Oh, definitely. And I like Ready or Not a lot. I like Ready or Not, but I think this is a, a better film. How about, how about she goes, uh, why is everyone so ready to think the worst is over? I love oh, that. Oh, God, yeah. And it's true. It, it, it's true in life. Everybody's so, yeah. so ready to fucking always think the worst is over. Fucking look in front of you. Not necessarily true, you know? We're living it right now. That's true. I've been saying that since the beginning. All right. Why, why is everybody so sure about this and that? All right. <laughs> Man. But yeah, how she's being led by those colors too, the rainbow thing. And those dreams are fucking awesome. I love yeah. those dreams. Some of it kind of reminds me of the ring a little bit. You know, some of the stuff that goes on in the ring, but oh, it's so cool. Yeah. And that so like that that ball of light. It looks like yes. the it looks like the Asphyx. Remember? You ever see the movie The Asphyx? Just the no. big floating light. No, just that's like cool, floating. It's, it's it's cool. The Asphyx. And I believe that A S P H Y X, maybe. Exactly. Thank you. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, good movie, Christian. Christian doesn't like movies. He doesn't like good movies anymore, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> or great fucking movies. <laughs> He's so... What are you doing? What are you, what are you working doodle. on? A term paper? Oh, yeah. you're doing? <laughs> like you waiting over paper? and over again. <laughs> two, two, two. No. Oh. Uh, Come on now. I Help love me. I love the way that, that final scene is shot. I love that it's sort of like... It, it, what is it? I guess it's like a like a panoramic scene. Like you see, I don't like it spins around the room. Like you, know, it's very very frightening the way it looks when she's walking around the room, killing everyone. You kind of see everything that's going on. Killing it's like, everyone, see? It's awesome. I love that fucking scene. I mean, did Sarah and Olga and Patricia have any other choice? Because they said just restore me to my beauty and my normal life. Like, no, no, nope. The other ones were keeping them alive for whatever reason because they were trying to use their bodies to to help out Marcos. Yeah. Did you they know, know I mean? she was a, a false prophet, though? Well, they didn't matter. They were so fucked up, it didn't matter. They were half, They were fucking disemboweled so and, and, why, and torn. Why not, well, why not give them a choice to start worshipping the real? Uh, because mother. they're fucking off. What do you mean? You're going to come back uh, being in that? The, did you see they were missing limbs and shit? And Sarah was fucking had her bowels cut witches. They can make no, holes I, on the I, ground I, that no, your I legs think, get stomped. I think, I think Christian yeah. means the Marcos followers. Right? Yeah. That's he means the Marcos mean, Why not give them a choice? But no, because Marcos is representation of, like, evil. She's the divide. She's she is the Berlin the... Wall, and they're tearing down the wall for a new age. Yeah, there you go. Wow, see, another fucking... That's brilliant. Look at that. Never Thank even you. thought about that. Yeah. Fucking B. Wow. <laughs> fucking B. <laughs> Look at Christian's like, yeah, fuck B. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that's good. Doesn't change anything, but it was good. Man. I liked I like what you said there. We all know what you want. I love that when she's fucking cause she but she had good intentions, Blanc. She's like, listen, something something's she wrong did. here. Can you feel yeah. it? She's like, if you want to leave now, I can take this all away. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, hold on a minute. Hold up, everybody. <laughs> Who and then she then she questions fucking Marcos. Who are you fucking anointed for? M- M- Mother Sus- <laughs> Suspiriorum. <laughs> I am she. Boom. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's great. It's a and what is what is that thing that, that what is that thing that crawls out? What is that demon thing? That's death itself. That's death. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because that's all it does is kill. It shows up and yeah, yeah. Okay. Fucking the kiss of death comes up and does his thing and rock and roll. You know. Really cool scene. Really cool scene. It's amazing. It's amazing. 
And Mia Goth just does not work enough. She is not in enough movies. But then again, maybe she doesn't want to be. She just only takes so many parts. But man, yeah, you know who she she reminds me she could end up being like career wise, like a like a Chloe Sevigny, okay. like a Chloe okay. Sevigny who you know takes very particular yeah. roles. But she is terrific so, in this. Everybody, I, I I think everybody does a great job in this. I really. She's don't. always terrific. I wish she would get a lead just once because yeah. she's fuck. I, I think she's stunning. I those she lips, is. everything. Oh, she's fucking, and she's pretty, pretty crazy in real life. I, I, yeah. I've come to find out. Yeah, yeah. She was married to fucking or, or dating uh, Shia LaBeouf and fucking he said all kinds of crazy shit about her. And she I don't know. Either way, I could tell she's a wild child. That's why I like her. I can just see in her she's eyes. She's a dirty birdie, Christian. Indeed. Indeed. She's great. And Dakota, too. She gets more sexualized as the movie goes on. She's very attractive, too. And I, I never even really paid attention to her before. Of course, I didn't she watch looks, the Twilight Zone. She looks, Twilight she, looks just, she looks just like a father. That's why she's so sexy. I don't know. Twilight Zone. It was Fifty Shades of Grey that she was. Don not... Johnson. Don Johnson. She really. Don Johnson and Melanie Griffith. I didn't her know. Parents. That. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Whew. Okay. Well, nothing's changed for me. I think it's fucking fantastic. I love it. I, I, I didn't think I was gonna love this movie as much as I love the original. But I love the original more. But I still rate them the same. And it's ten out of ten. Nothing's changed. I fucking nice. adore it. Right. Yeah, I, I just it. want to say one thing that I love when when she goes to see Doctor K and get, and gives the full story and, and just oh. the pain, the pain on his face, her face, whatever. It's just oh my god. And she talks about how the world needs guilt and shame, but not yours. Yes. And then the last image of you know the carving of the A and the J, the Anka and Joseph in the tree. Oh, what do you think about that? Is that a happy ending or a sad ending? I think it's a happy ending. I, okay. I think it, it, it might apply that the t- time has passed and maybe Joseph is dead at this point, but I feel like in death he's you know reunited with Anka. But for the remainder of his life, he got to live without the guilt and shame that he felt for not being able to do enough to, to, to save his wife. Even That's though awesome. he fucked up. Because he fucked up and they told him. They go, listen to, listen to fucking women. Don't say this. You, you had years to get her, out of her, uh, get her out of Berlin and you didn't listen. So his stubbornness is what got the, got her killed, even though we yeah, love but he uh, got her during, during that time, you know what? I'm sure there I were know. millions of that's that's the thing, yeah. But that that that's why I found because those were some of the witches who lived, and that's why I found like, oh, that, that's kind of so cruel. But I, I get the point that they were trying to you know get across. But I love that. I'm uh I'm at an eight and a half. I'm that's at an eight fair. and a half. That's fair. All it's right, gone up a little. I think I was an eight the first time. So oh, I've glad you've come up. up. I've come up. Yeah. Cool. And I'm at a six and a half. Oh, fuck. All right, this, let's get out of this review. That's actually not as bad as I thought you were going to be. I thought he was going to be much lower, to be honest. I no. didn't think so. I thought he'd be at, at least fucking, I don't know. I, think I, thought, be... he, I thought he was going to say like five and a half. Holy fuck. How no, bad? I don't, if I don't say I like a movie, it's got to be like I I dug I dug the cinematography, like I said earlier. I dug certain sequences but I, the, the pace is what just kills me on this. Did you dig anything or just dug? I dug it. He dig-dugged it. Remember that game? Dig-dug? Dig-dug Brandon's fucking head in a second. <laughs> what, about the de- what about the deeper you dug this film? 5.5. <laughs> oh, stop it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's rating, he's rating his podcasting skills. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was a good show. We don't have any more movies, right? <laughs> we got one more, buddy. 
You no, we don't. What are you talking about? You're crazy. Mother much Suspiria has... As much as I love Suspiria, I love the next movie even more. And oh, I cannot wait God. to fucking get into this All movie. Right. Christian and Dave will be right back. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be happy again. So, but before that review... <laughs> Talking about it. <laughs> I've been talking about it for three episodes. Talking about shouting out all the patrons that have um, things going on creatively. So other people that are listening, just in case you're not aware of them, could give them a chance. Check out their uh, their stuff, you know. So uh, this is just probably going to take a minute or two. but Because I'll tell you what, everybody's got something going on. I mean, not everybody, but I mean a lot. A lot of people. So, <laughs> Is it everybody or a lot? Well, it's quite a few. <laughs> Everybody's got something going on. Only a few people uh, are being creative. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, so. I don't know. Christian, didn't you get the memo? It's yellow day. Yeah, what the fuck? You could have texted me, you pricks. I'm orange. I'm, I'm not baby orange. blue. I'm orange. How the fuck? You're orange. That looks yellow from here. I'm orange. Look, you look, both look the same looks... to me on my end. Oh yeah, it is orange. The closer you get, it's orange. But from from the back, you look yellow. Hey. Okay. Yeah. Got a yellow streak down my you back. You yellow huh? belly <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah yellow belly. Motherfucker, <laughs> yellow belly. If this is Reservoir Dogs. He'd be Mr. Yellow. Why do I gotta be Mr. Yellow? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I have to be Mr. Brown? Sounds like Mr. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where am I now? Okay, the first one we have. So this is something I didn't know about. I had a few people message me saying, hey, by the way, you may not be aware, but uh, since you're talking about shouting things out, here we are. So Mr. Kuno. Kuno has told told us this. Kuno? Mama had Kunos. That too. She just she just sweeped them off the porch with a broom. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with it. I okay. didn't know either. I thought maybe the Coons, porch had a ton go. of pumpkins on it. Oh, sorry. I what? know, I know, I know. I know I... I Yes, he said Mama swept them, then I got it. But Kuno okay. just uh, dropped his patron. <laughs> Kuno's to all of you. <laughs> Kuno Mogensen, okay? He says that he has a shout-out. Uh, shout he has a podcast <laughs> called The View Review Podcast going on seven years now. Wow. Here's the catch. Here's the catch. This is why we don't know about it, because it's in Danish. So... But there may be other there may be some other Danes out there listening to your cheese Danish or cherry Danish. <laughs> Who else is Danish? Um, Jordi. Uh, he no, he's. I thought he was from uh, Finland as well. I thought I could be wrong, but I thought he was from Finland. Yeah, I could. Okay. Be. You know what? No, I think I'm wrong. I think you're. You might be right. Marmaduke, or you might be crazy. I or I might be crazy. I don't know. Marmaduke, he's a great Dane. <laughs> that was fucking beautiful. That beautiful. was good. Joke okay, of the so show. Anyway, also does, so Joke of the whole show. I also do fan edits of films under the alias Cut by Knives on YouTube. Right now, there is only the prey on the channel. Yeah. I think he did the prey for you. See, right? No, I think he said once we were doing that. I he might have that may have sparked him, but I I remember him reaching out and saying that he did one as well. And it was a better version of what I did because I literally, it was a higher quality version because he had, I guess, the, I took what was off YouTube and then just chopped it up. And his was better quality for sure. So it was oh, good. Wow. And I told him, I, I said I would like, uh, 
a, a fan edit of Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween, because I, I, I still think the problem with that is the, the prequel stuff, from the killing of the family on, it, it works for me. There's too much of him oh, talking in the you. school and stuff like that. I, I want him, I want that like taken out and trimmed down. So uh, let's get on that, Kuno. Could be a little tighter. Could, but did, <laughs> speaking of that, did you guys hear? Well, let me let me finish what he says also because <laughs> coming up on that channel is also the the demon possessed and the outing. So that is cut by knives on YouTube, and the podcast once again is called the View Review. So now, did you guys hear? that someone is going to put out an official fan edit thing. I don't know how an official fan edit makes any sense, but either way, they're pimping it out, they're promoting it. It's coming out either the 30th or Halloween night. Someone is putting together uh, a cut of Halloween and Halloween 2 as one film, which everyone's talked about many times and everything else. So they just splice and it right like at the, like from a shot. Well, anyone can do that. <laughs> like, I mean, that's, that's not it. Much, that's not much of an edit. What else yeah. are you going to do? Shrimp. <laughs> That's going to be the worst <laughs> fan edit in the middle. The guy's a fucking hack. <laughs> I don't the even only, know. The only thing worse is my fan edit of Min Somar, which is just a blank DVD. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I got it. So, you know, I'll give the guy. Dave, there's got to be something more to it. You're right. Anybody can do it. So I'm hoping it's more than just that. Well, I think it could be done perfectly because I think I could put one together. If you take Halloween, the original, and the TV cut and take Halloween to the original and the TV cut and take the best parts of all of it and turn it into one thing that flows, I think it could be fucking fantastic. He's incorporating I really do, the but TV cuts. That, okay, I get it. And, and... I don't know that for a fact. Okay. I don't know that for a fact, <laughs> but I do know this. In the trailer, there is a clip of Loomis talking about how this is the most dangerous man, and I know for a fact that that scene is lifted from the Halloween TV cut when he's, uh, you know, remember when he has that meeting before the uh, the people and he has he, one, one more time he tries to stop them from letting Michael out? I don't know how familiar you guys are with I, the TV I've, cut. I've seen the TV cut numerous yeah. I also know that they've inserted a, a scene where Loomis goes, I shot him six or seven times because they keep the seventh <laughs> shot from the beginning of Halloween too. I hope that's still kept in the, the fan. Name. And I think Loomis sings it. I believe he says, hey, did you happen to see the most dangerous man in the world? <laughs> and then he said, could you be the most dangerous you, man in the world? I think it's the Halloween 2 trailer. Even the guy that says, I've been trick-or-treated to death tonight. They overdubbed that for the movie. It's a totally different guy saying it in the trailer. He's almost like, oh, I've been trick-or-treated to death tonight. Yeah, I'm almost positive it came from the trailer <laughs> of uh, Halloween 2. So if you've got that DVD, if you get that special edition, uh, check out the trailer for Halloween 2. And you'll hear a different version of, I've been trick-or-treated to death tonight. I wonder if that's going to be incorporated. <laughs> wow, I'll tell you this. If, if this one comes and goes and it sucks... I am going to really make an effort to take everything together, find out how to do it, and put together the perfect Halloween night cut. Because I think it can be done. But that's a whole other d- Is discussion. Kuno doing this? I think Kuno should do a cut of Cujo. Oh, the, I agree. The Kuno-Cujo mix. <laughs> Speaking of Cujo, I quote that movie every day of my life that I'm at work. There's one line specifically in that movie that is... <laughs> Well, that's really what's being done to me when I say my line. That you're right. That that, that it is about a dog barking like fucking crazy. But at least once a day when I'm at work, I say, "Fuck you, dog." 
<laughs> and it's true. It's all, and I wanted to put that up as a status on fucking Facebook, but I'm like, well, that might be too controversial for fucking dog lovers. Because some, I'm a dog lover to a degree, but a lot of dog lovers, they're just, you know, they're really fucking dog lovers. I mean, they dogs can do no wrong. You know what I mean? And that's where they, they that's where I disagree with them. But either way, I don't want to be too controversial. But every day of my life, I do I do say that line that D Wall says at one point of the day. Fuck you, dog. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> Eric Webster. <laughs> Eric Webster. We've spoken about him many times. Eric Webster, of course, from Dark Discussions podcast, also has uh, some other things going on. I, I know that um, Askin City is, is, is one that Watson talks about it a lot. He loves it. And then he also has Bullets, Brothels, and Bots, You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, and Cinema a la Carte. So he does have quite the resume, Mr. Webster. Holy so shit. Check yeah, out we his- always make fun of uh, yeah. uh, Venom for having so many shows, but that that's a good uh, little uh, resume of well, shows Venom, there. Venom has 18 shows, but 17 are inactive at the moment. <laughs> and a couple of these, I believe, are inactive from Eric. So, But they're <laughs> yeah, still but- on there, just like me. If I, have, if, if I put up a resume, I'm still going to talk about Banana Laser and Skeleton Crew and ABCs. You yeah. know what I mean? JP's the king of inactive podcasts. <laughs> You're right. He starts and then just kind of, and so Ricky just, Morgan too. He should just start a podcast called the Inactive Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing! Uh, speaking of JP, this is his new co-host, Jason Smith. Well, not really, just in my fantasy world, you know. <laughs> Jason Smith, our homie, of course, world. Sinister Cinema reviews on YouTube. He is the man. He is he is great at what he does. So yes, check him he, out there. He is a man. Not a man, the man, the motherfucking man. That's I like okay. Jason. Yeah, he's great. Okay, Dale Strom. We spoke about him a few episodes ago. The Big Chill Theater pre- presents also on YouTube. Check him out. Now, here's some news. Alex Harrow. Did you know Alex Harrow had um, YouTubes? Because I've never heard him talk about them. I want to say I did. No, Alex, why didn't you tell me this? And if you did, I apologize. But no, I didn't. I noticed that he's done things on 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 Facebook where he'll see a movie and he'll start talking. And I've watched a few of those in the past. This is going back a bit, but I didn't know he did YouTube, Alex. Yeah, what's his Neither. channel he, called? Alex, Alex, Alex 2.0 is the name of the channel. He has a few different things on there. One of them is called Movie Busters. And it's and it's almost set up like a, like a, a thing like we're doing here, like a podcast talking about movies and stuff. So... Again, I don't know exactly what's active because they just relaunched something on there saying like a, a we're back type of thing. So a lot of these things may not be as active as, you know, I'm saying. But either way, Alex 2.0 for Alex Harrow. Then we have our homie DMG, David Michigan Garrett the second, his podcast, Journey with a Cenophile. Then we have our other homie, TMB, Travis Maxwell Boone, the nightclub. Check that out as well. Very good stuff. Okay, well, let's talk about JP. 22 Shots of Moods and Horror, of course. He has the shows that he does with Carly as well. And Is it hers? JP and Carly. Netflix and Chill. Yes. And then Carly does the, um, the, the, the what do you call it? With, with Derek? Derek B. Yep. Yeah. Derek uh, so, Cinema. Uh, celluloid Dissections. Yeah. Celluloid Dissections, which is a, um, a spinoff of Cinema Blend. Which is Cin- um, no, it's I cinema mean, attack. Cinema, cinema yeah. attack. Yeah, yeah motherfuckers. <laughs> Back to that. You two are both trying to tell me that people from New York are the ones that say cinema, and I'm ins- in- in- insisting that it's fucking people from Boston. Now, do you believe me? I just New think Yorkers it's all fucking too. Americans. No, they don't. 
It's no, real New York. It's not Buffalo. Down, I mean, you're, no, you're back down in Alabama. It's not, it's not New York City. It's nobody in New York talking It's the boroughs. It's City. the boroughs. They say they add the R's at the end also. Yeah. Alabama. Canada. More than Canada. <laughs> the shit anyway, that I got to uh, deal with <laughs> with fucking Americans. It's crazy to me. And Carly also does the MVM show with, uh, with Austin from Woodsboro. So, and I hope I'm not forgetting anything. It, it, it is easy to forget that. But yeah, Cinema Attack, Derek B. And Derek B. also does the show with uh, with Jerry from Kill the Cast, who also Kill the Cast. We have to shout them out as well. And it's, um, what's that crazy show title about the... Um, oh, Underwater Kaiju? From Outer Space? Thank you. Correct. Oh, yeah. Is that where they're from? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a, it was a big, long title, which I always dig. I dig dug it. You pricks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's with Mr. Freeze again? <laughs> what the fuck, this yellow-bellied son of a bitch? Mr. Freeze. <laughs> and he's going to... Wait, he'll come back in with motherfucker. Oh, there he is. You're back. Motherfucker? <laughs> 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 okay. Can you hear us? Can you hear us that whole time? Yes. Yeah. <sighs> You can just talk while you're doing it, and I'll, re- I'll reply when I get back every time. It'll be a game. <laughs> okay, Dub Doubles is also on there, and, and Dubby is uh, part of Cinema Attack as well. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but, uh, uh, of course, Mr. Watson, my co-host for Wadzi Party Horror Show and the Great Horror Corridor, and Opera Omnia uh, doing a season with, with the great Duncan McLeish. So check all that stuff out. And, of course, Heather and Scott. And I didn't know if you were done your was, list because I wasn't let's sure talk if you were saying about if... him now. Sorry. No, don't why be sorry. <laughs> Heather and Scott as well, of course. What? Friday Nightmares. Oh, one of my favorite new shows. One of my favorite newer shows. Actually, I I I gotta shout out something about the uh the pairing of them and the pairing of, of JP and Carly. Because I really love Friday Nightmares and I really love uh what JP and Carly are doing on the uh H, H, his and hers movie. Wait a minute. H H M P. Fuck out. Either way, his and hers <laughs> movie podcast. Well, I just told I us. Love those two. I told us to Heather yesterday. It, it is. It's it's the way their conversation flows beautifully between them. Nothing seems forced. It just seems natural. She stopped by last night. We posted it all over the page. Yep. So ever this will be old news by the time people hear this. But it was cool. If I said it felt like we, it didn't feel like we were meeting each other for the first time. It's like we knew each other. It's, I said this would be the, probably the same when I see Brandon and Dave. I don't think there'll be anything weird about it. Just that we'll be in physical presence of one another. And then I'll punch Brandon in the face for no other reason than I thought that's what he said he was going to do to me. Just I try to beat no, him to the punch. Never, I, no. <laughs> I would never knock your tooth out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't chance that. Not again. I wouldn't do it either, but it was a cool, it was a cool visit. We took some pictures <laughs> and we recorded. Did you punch a, Heather? A, yeah, of course. It goes without saying. It's what we do in Canada. Please didn't even let her in the house. All the pictures are on the front porch. We didn't go in the house. Right. Well, I didn't know. So I even joked. Bitch, like, we you didn't ain't allowed in the house. Well, she was there. She was probably actually it was probably a half an hour that she was here. But we just said, like I said, I didn't know her level of comfort with COVID, because although everybody's like, oh, no masks, we do wear masks. It's just, you know, like for that social. She's in her bubble. She's in her internet bubble. You're wearing masks all the time. I know. I know. (laughs) I know. I know. 
Yes, but their show is great. And I, I'll also say that they also appear sometimes, um, at least Heather, probably both of them, but I don't listen to that show, I confess, because because of the title. It's not horror, okay? Uh, so <laughs> they, they do that that show as well, that commentary. <laughs> and, and they're on there. At least she's on there quite a and bit. And I'll be starting a new show called It's It Might Be Horror. Well, <laughs> or it's definitely horror. Anywho, <laughs> stop it. <sighs> Just stop it. Okay, a couple more I'm going to shout out. We have Becca, of course, who is uh, doing In the Mic of Madness with uh, with Jerry now. Uh, I think that's on hiatus right now. I think some of Jerry's shows are on hiatus, actually. So, um, best wishes to Jerry. Jerry and, is uh, so good on In the Mic of Madness. That show's never sounded better. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna upset yourself fanboy buddy <laughs> love you jason just kidding oh man and of course jamie um what else can we say right now she's not doing anything but but she is the greatest i mean we can go on and on is she taking ABC a break from social media too i see brian posting i don't see jamie posting yeah. anything there just no she's off taking a break okay she's definitely taking a break yep but well, the old Orlick just disappear on people. Devour the podcast. Listen to that. That's one of her original shows, and, and it's a great one. And uh, I'm, I'm sure she's still putting out the, the, the ABC spinoffs, the Colossal Collection. Should we do more of that? Because it's not like they're not going to watch movies anymore. So you may as well keep talking about what you're watching and give those mini reviews, which is a great format. Hey, and, um, I'm liking it. And liking it. Thank you. I, you. You literally just pulled it out. I was just about to say and, that. And and deep lycanthroping. Deep like lichen throating, for that matter. <laughs> Is that what you say if you give a werewolf a blowjob? <laughs> yeah, a deep a deep lycanthrope. <laughs> a deep lycanthrope. <laughs> wow. It's werewolf porn, you know? <laughs> werewolf. Anyway, uh, Let's talk about where? Suspiria again. Jesus. Okay. BC. BC is back. Bo Casanelli. Uh, Horror Mafia, which isn't very active anymore, but uh, whatever. And Club Dreadcast, which isn't all that active, but more active than Horror Mafia. So we'll what see happened? what happens. What's going on over there? Is it that Buddy, Joey's I'm... taking a break? Oh, I, I can't keep up with people. I don't know what people are doing and why. No idea. Hello. I mean, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I do miss hearing that, though. I do miss hearing that fucking. You know what happens? Weekly show. And I told them and I tell everybody. Anybody that puts out a weekly show. You're just fucking damning yourself because you will burn out. Oh, oh, we know. <laughs> three weeks, three weeks in a row, we're burned. <laughs> I can't burn out. Me personally, if I was Christian, I could burn out because of it's the other better part. to burn out. <laughs> Marco's I coming in his pants right now. <laughs> that was Def Leppard. Oh, I know, but Marco loves singing on the show. Oh, so he's coming in his pants I thought right you now. said Michael is coming in his pants, meaning Michael Jackson. I was like, what, what does Michael Jackson have to do with this? What? <laughs> I thought he said Michael. Are we done shutting people out or what? I, do, I need to get to the next segment here with this joke. I know we do. I know. There are no more segments. We're done after this. It's almost 11 o'clock. We don't have time. We to got Cole. We got Cole Antonovich. Cole for Joe Blow Horror Show. Hasn't been a whole lot of action recently, but that's a podcast you should check out. We have Holly. Who I busted her balls uh, last show about Beyond the Screams not not coming yet, but it's coming very shortly. And prior to that, they were doing a horror melee, and that can be found on YouTube as well as podcasting. Um, John Rhodes, of course, mm-hmm. movie Misfit, another great show that that has started in the past year that I really am enjoying. So 
there have been like these three shows the past year that as much as I say there's too many podcasts sometimes because a lot of time it's the same old, same old. When people get creative and they just have a certain thing going on, it, it really does work. Uh, unfortunately, that that's few and far between, but I'm happy when they have arrived. Rhodes podcast was featured in Cigar Aficionado recently. <laughs> it was. <laughs> right on the cover. Nice. <laughs> Him and fucking, what's his name? Franklin from TCM. With that fucking thing in his mouth. <laughs> okay, and that brings us to uh, to Cody, and Cody Robinson has now jumped into the spot of Rabbit and Red with Michael J. The show that uh, John Rhodes used to be on with Michael J. So now another iteration of Rabbit and Red, which just keeps going. And Cody Rhodes is uh, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I said Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes has his lawns. <laughs> <laughs> Cody Rhodes. I was looking at John Rhodes and Cody Rhodes. That's awesome. Anyway, oh, Mr. AEW, Cody Rhodes. Anyway, okay. Um, <laughs> Josh James, R-rated horror podcast that is on YouTube. I did a couple of those of them. That, that That's a lot of fun. And that's uh, horror commentary. Uh, the Ram Man, of course. Uh, Ram Man Reviews is something that he does on, on YouTube. He has his page going on there. Very good. Dave Parker. Mr. Parker. M-R-P-A-R-K-A. Great stuff on YouTube. Don't miss him. And I said kill the cast already, and I'll finish out with our friends over at Test Pattern Podcasts. So I believe... My God, with all these shows people produce, how do they have time to listen to us? Right? I, always, I always said we were the show. I never thought we would be a podcaster's show. Because they're usually more anal about the audio quality. I thought they would like navigate to like a um, a Watt Z or like a horror quarter. Uh, although we've been told that our audio is better than some, considering we do this over Skype. I still don't think it's the, the production is as high as like another other shows because the longer format. But the it's crazy. I always thought we'd be an end user or a horror fan show, and I guess we are. But they're podcasters as well. They're like us, which surprises me. I don't know why it surprises True. me, but it surprises me. You done? Well, yeah. this is the day and age. <laughs> I got to take it. I was dishing it at the hip three minutes ago. Let me stop you there. Yeah, great. Midsummer. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not wearing orange or yellow. Look how dumb Dave looks frozen the way he does right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're supposed to keep talking and pretend it never happened. I know, but it looks like a yeah. cool breeze caught, caught Junior at the right angle. Yeah, he's looking... <laughs> It looks like Watson's about to just lower his balls right into his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. I'm back. Dave, okay. Dave, we know we weren't supposed to bring attention, but it was too funny the way you froze. You had a big, goofy smile on your face. You were so happy. The problem is Amazing. he probably doesn't freeze on his end, and that video will never make sense because you'll probably be moving perfectly because he's recording the video part. <laughs> correct. Damn it. You are correct. <laughs> yep, I know. I wish it would freeze. Next time you guys take a picture of it. Mr. Freeze, pick up your phone and snap it. Did you have a do you have a smartphone now, B, or did you go for another fucking flip phone? No, I didn't I had a smartphone. My smartphone just died. I'm waiting for my new one, but I, I know. It was, it was my phone. Oh, so it's still dead. It's still dead. I'm waiting for the new one, the replacement <clears throat> to come in the mail. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Understood. Yeah. Okay, I, I got you now. Okay. And one more here's a piece of advice before a we get into Midsomar. Piece of advice, Spirit Halloween. We are going with the Friday the 13th uh, gimmick this year for Halloween because we have enough, and we decided to maybe add a, add, add a few more. And every year we're going to try to do a new gimmick. So Spirit Halloween sent me this thing. They had some sales and some other things, and it said outside decor. So now I'm looking at things. They clearly are outside decor. One of them is a wreath, 
And one of them is like one of those things that you, um, those long fucking banners that, that go on the side of your door. You know how people have those things? Those banners with things on them? Okay. Yeah. They're outside. So I'm looking and they're, I saw a two Friday the 13th ones. They're great. However, they're not counted as fucking outside decor. So I'm a little pissed off because when I put them in my cart, it, it, it wasn't counted. So here's, a, here's what I did. I was looking at this stuff. I looked at the cart. I was sitting there. Did I freeze? No. No. Yeah, this is what I man. did. I, I showed it to the man. I gave it to the man. <laughs> no, hold on now. I burned spirit all the way down to the fucking. This is good advice. No, no, no. So I took these things. I added them in my cart, and I just kept them in the cart. And I was going to show the wife, and I'm always fucking busy. So I was, I was going to show her, hey, look, this is what this is. It's a, it's a Jason Reed, and this is this. The Friday the 13th thing is fucking awesome. The banner, it says Friday the 13th on top, and then as it goes down, it has every mask from every movie. Second on top, down, down, down. It's really cool. It's like twelve ninety nine. I'm like, shit. You know? So I want to get this thing. So I put them in the cart. I just let them sit in the cart. Okay? Don't check out, of course, because I'm a little pissed off because it's not outside. Next day, I get an email saying, these things are still in your cart. Okay. You know? Next day, I get another email saying something again. Did you forget something? We saved these items in your card for you. Now, today is the fourth day. I get another email, although this time the email says, still want it? Question mark. Take 20% off. That is how Ah. you fucking stick it to these people. You put things in a cart, and you let them sit there and let it fucking dwindle, and then they want your business. They're going to come back and make you an offer. So now I will make the purchase. I did that at the supermarket the other day. All the food rotted. They didn't give me shit for free. <laughs> Look at Christian. That was awesome. You're in a roll today. That was fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah. So you dress, you dress up for Halloween, Dave? Uh, sometimes, yes. Sometimes, no. no I, li- said, I would like you said, to. You said Friday theme. I didn't know if you guys were going to dress up Friday theme. You know what I may do? But uh, see, with, with COVID and everything, I don't know how Halloween's even going to play out. He's going to so be it's Ice Cube. I was going to say he's going to be Big Worm. <laughs> no, you know what I want to do? <laughs> you know what I want to do? I'm going to be Debo, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> I, if it, if it's a good Halloween, if not, we'll do it next year. I'm going to have Debo, it so... Yo, Debo, Pop's tripping. Pop's tripping. He's a, he, <laughs> want, he wants me to ask for my bike back. You know I wouldn't trip. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Sorry, I, I love that. handing out the candy. I love yeah. it. It's my gig. I like. I love fucking making them happy and get them a bunch and take more and this and that and and you know maybe this year I'll go full size bars. Like I, you know what I mean. So like I, the I like, house, like the Orlick house. Nice. See, I like every, being there. Every year, my dad refuses to go fun size. It's awesome. If I do go fun size, I say take four of them, so it equals it. Yeah. You know what I mean? like, take them. You know what I mean? But anyway, I, I might go full size. I like handing them out. I like seeing the kids and talking to them and everything else and engaging. It's fucking fun for me. So it's hard for me to do something different. But what I may do is have my wife hand out the candy in Francesca. And I might do that old thing, that old trick that people used to do to me when I'll I was a kid. sit out sit on the porch. Yep. <laughs> and just maybe once every fucking half an hour come to life and scare the fucking older kids. You know what I mean? Dressed as Jason? Yes, of course. It's Friday the 13th gimmick, so I have a Jason in a fucking uh, chair. You could be Jenny. You could be the pissing rat. Yeah. <laughs> you should be a pissing rat. <laughs> the fuck are you doing? Shut up, kids. <laughs> I could be Muffin. <laughs> I could be the guy in the wheelchair, Mark, with a machete in my head. Get and then like a golden up. retriever, just have it like literally just get thrown out your window every twenty minutes. But it, <laughs> <laughs> it pulled back in, <laughs> pulled back in. 
Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be great. That'd be <laughs> well, not a dog. <laughs> not not for the dog. <laughs> I mean, not to do it. It'd be great if I could find a way to, you know, play like a broken glass noise and throw a fucking dummy out every so often. You know what I mean? Yeah. That'd be cool. Like a, a dead body. Dead bodies everywhere. Let's talk about Midsommar because I, I can't wait. Because I, would you look? I have so many. Fu- I've never taken more notes in my life for any movie. It's a fact. Look at where I start. Look at. Okay. Oh, start. Look at. Uh, why so many notes? And I'm still going. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Look at that. Oh God. I find it a very straightforward movie, and not in a bad way. I, lo- I, I I've loved oh. this movie, but it's very straightforward. No. We'll see. Let's go into it. I have a lot of dialogue that that I think is important. So, okay. Midsommar. Ari Aster's Midsommar. From 2019, a couple travels to Sweden to visit a rural hometown's fabled Midsummer Festival. What begins as an idyllic retreat quickly devolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult. Okay. So okay. Let, let's talk about the title first and foremost. There's so many people that get anal when you call it Midsommar. But supposedly it that's is, that how you pronounce it. But no, but everyone's like, it's midsummer. It's midsummer. It's midsummer. Why do you have to oh, pronounce it like that? I'm like, because, because that's, that's how it's, it's not called midsummer. <laughs> it's called midsummer. But people get annoyed when you call it that. Have you that's noticed? People this? are stupid okay. and don't know how to fucking spell. So they see that word and they think that's the way it is. That's why. That's what I think anyway. Because obviously they talk about the midsummer festival throughout the thing. They talk about the midsummer traditions going on in. You know, in, in Europe and everything else, and they, they speak uh, they speak upon Midsummer in the actual film. It, you can see it on the fucking on the what yeah. do you call it too on the. Uh, but yeah, but it, these are not it, these are not stupid people that I've, for the most part, I'm I'm, I'm speaking of because there's there's people that I've talked to, and he, and he was like, why do you keep calling it that? I'm like, that's the name of the movie, and and he's like, no, it's Midsummer. Like, hey, you just say Midsummer. I'm like, I would say Midsummer if it was spelt Midsummer. Right, but it, it's Midsummer. Like yeah. I don't, I don't, and it's not like a pompous thing. That's the title of the movie. That's what the director. Like I mean, it. it I, I don't. I don't, you don't understand. See us it. Saying Sam Hain. Motherfucker. <laughs> 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 it's just funny because right? <laughs> I've noticed it a lot in the horror community, and it's what. And again, it doesn't necessarily. Uh, they're not haters of the film per se, because some of them may have not even watched it. It just seems to be a, a theme I've noticed. Since it's come out. And some well, of it may be right. stupidity. Some of it may be stupidity. Maybe, let me take it back. Maybe they're not stupid. It, it, just because they can't spell doesn't necessarily make them stupid. There's a lot of people that are smarter than me that are nowhere near as good as a speller as I am. I'm a really good speller, but there's 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 still a lot of people that are a lot smarter than I am that, that may not be as good a speller as me. So, I don't know. I just interpret it as people look at it and just think that yeah. that's how Midsummer's spelled. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a you know what who, I mean? aren't, yeah. who aren't as good a talker as I am. A gooder. Fucking <laughs> 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 guy. But yeah, so good. All right. Like, all that's, right, ratings? Yeah, that's it. That's all I want to talk about. <laughs> my only note. <laughs> That's his only note. Is it Midsommar or Midsummer? Question mark. No, 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 not at all. I'm not sad. I just have a lot on my mind with the, with the movie, and I'm curious about you, B, and everything else. And I, I'm, I do want to say that I, I truly, we talk about the best versus favorite thing and everything else and yada, yada, and people saying that this is the best. I, upon this view, again, this is the eighth time I've seen it, but watching it last night, I'm thinking to myself, this is one of the best made horror films of all time. And I know that's a bold statement, but when I look at it aesthetically, 
it, it, it is just fantastic. The way it is shot, the way it is acted, the score, I don't see anything um, technically weak whatsoever. I think it's like a top 20 best made film ever. You can oh. disagree if you want, but just objectively, no, I, I think... I just, I love yeah, it. I, I love I it from that factor too. Like from, from a filmmaking factor, um, he, he's two for two. Like it's, it's a no brainer. They're fantastic. Two different looks, you know, the, the, the yeah. sense of dread or the feeling throughout may be very similar, which is not a bad thing in my opinion at all. But this one is, uh, hereditary is very dark and, and gloomy. This is bright throughout and it, it and it, and it's gorgeous. The cinematography and, and the filming technique. The only the only thing I question he is he will he will do one or two shots that I know what he's going for, but they 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 borderline on over the top. They're kind of Brian De Palma esque. Like this one would be when it goes upside down as it's coming in to the. Uh, I like that. The area. The car and ride it, in. Yeah, I like. I that. mean, I know what he, I know what he's trying to do from a, a visual yeah. representation, so it works. But I don't know if it was necessary. Or not, but I, I again, like I'm it because it's like your first introduction to like this very disorienting shot. Also, her world being turned upside down, Danny's world, you know, in, in a you know metaphorical sense, and, turning upside down, but then coming back right as they come into it. Yeah, it's almost like it already was upside down, and this is kind of fucking. You yeah. know what I mean? There's a couple ways to interpret it, which is which is really cool. Yeah, and I love you know I I uh, I love the opening shot of the, the illustration, the drawing, just basically showing you the whole movie that you're about to see. So you can't really like argue like when you get to the end of the movie, be like, what the hell was that? Be like, literally the first shot shows you everything you're about to see. Yeah. It illustrated, and then it pulls back like a. It's almost like a like a, a high school cardboard like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, like a high school cardboard curtain like yeah a, yeah yeah, yeah. A, a yeah. technique i really like that then uh i think it's i i have no no arguments against you saying it's a technically top 20 film i i think it's i think it's beautifully made i think it is well acted i think uh for me my issue lies in just a disconnect from the character and maybe uh. a few things that i would have trimmed down as much as I, I, as much as the cult intrigues me, I shouldn't even say cult. The commune intrigues me and stuff. I do feel like maybe they linger a little bit much with the chanting and the singing. They linger a little bit too much with the fasting and the waiting to eat. They linger a little too much on the psychedelics. You know, they, but, they're awesome. They're awesome psychedelics. Don't get me wrong. But that very, that is there very, to immerse you in their world. Sorry to I cut you up, but that's yeah. that's why it's there. Like you live. You experience what they experience, and this has always been my my def- defense. Because again, I just complained about Suspiria and being bored and falling asleep. I don't get that here. This one plays out, and it and and it takes its time. You're right, Braden. It lingers, and he doesn't he doesn't flinch. He's doing it on purpose. And some people are going to be along for the ride and get immersed into this society as well. And some people are just going to. Go! What the fuck am I watching here? Play, get on with it. But I don't feel that here at all. Uh, I I will say now I've watched the director's cut twice and I've watched the theatrical version twice. Uh, I I've liked both and I really want to go back to the theatrical now to really see if the other scenes are as necessary as they are because I do feel like they repeat well, they a are. lot of things that you already get the gist of in the theatrical, which is maybe why they were cut down initially. But I would I, I need to I need to rewatch it again theatrically theatrical version excuse me to to make that uh, final yeah I've I've watched thought. each version once now and to be honest I really 
because it had been such a, a while since I saw the theatrical version. I really couldn't tell what was added and what wasn't. I did have a better understanding of anything that confused me. Still would have liked a little bit more depth on some things, particularly the the Ruben, you know, the ancestral mongoloid oracles and stuff like that. But uh, I get it, the unclouded sort of, uh, you know, connection with nature and being able to interpret, you know. But I would have liked a little bit more of that, especially if they had shown a little bit more of the book that Josh was taking pictures of, you know, that ultimately got him killed. If they, if, if, if some of those images had maybe, like, I don't know. They were just per- symbols. I know, but I would have loved if it had, like, pertained to stuff that was going on, like, and, and really kind of tied in a little bit more. The, I you mentioned you know, the disconnect with the characters, Brandon, and I, I, can, I don't have that, but I understand where you're coming from a bit. She's hard to like a little she's because hard- she's so oh. fucking whiny. No, listen, uh, D, you, I get her. If you put yourself in her shoes, you can see Christian being a dick. But then I put myself in Christian's shoes and say, holy shit, this girl's clingy. And I understand what she's going through, but they really make her so, like, broken and fragile. I know what she's going through with her family and everything like that, but you actually get put in both positions. You're like, I understand what she's you going do. through, you and you understand what he's going through and saying, like, fuck, and then what, her, what his friends are doing, because... Although they're dicks, because you kind of see it from the outside thing, and it comes across as dicky, when you're in that actual group, dickish is what I was going to say, dicky, uh, when you're in that group and you're sitting at that table and you're having that conversation with your buddy, you're feeling like you're doing the best thing you can for your friend at that time because you're like, this girl is needy, man. What's going on? You wanted to break up with her. It's gone on for so long. She just You don't know what's happening behind the scenes. So you're, I, I see it all, and you can put yourselves and relate to both sides. But that's the thing. When you find out that they've been together for for over four years, I find that hard to believe. This plays out like a relationship that is less than a year old and and has turned clingy, like you said. So that's where I get the the disconnect. It's, it's, you know, the friends wouldn't be so nonchalant about you got to just dump this girl after four years. And that's why I didn't like, you know, Christian's sort of disconnect from Danny. I get that the relationship is dead in his eyes, but it's just... It's four years, so I actually felt that I sided more with Danny this time around, whereas the first time I saw it, I was just like, "Jesus, well, I think, much." I think you're supposed to side with Danny. I think, like they, although he gives you that ability to 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 relate, like it's just this view. I found I'm like, wow, yes, she is so. She cries at a fucking drop of a hat, and oh. she's <laughs> like, but I get it. I get it because you're, you're along really you're along for her journey and everybody else is there, but it's just the, the way that they interact. And I think you get a lot more of that in the director's cut uh, D right. Like there's a couple of extra scenes oh, just yeah. with them conversing yep. quite a bit as well. So that, that strengthens a little bit there, but I think, I think the theatrical did enough, enough of a job to, to get across what it needed to get across from that relationship. But again, uh, I'd have to rewatch it to, to be able to say for sure, but it, well, it's wait, done. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Give me a sec. Give me two hours and, and 20 minutes. I'll be right back. Uh, <laughs> I but, can rebut everything. Okay. Can, well, rebut it. I, shoot, I, shoot away. I know every cut scene. I even made the note cause I've seen the movie so many times that I know the cut scenes and I, and I, you know, so in how much of an impact they made to me as the viewer, just mostly about the relationship between Danny and Christian and, and why things, 
there he goes again. So we'll we'll, we'll hopefully hear about him in a second. Can you hear him, Brandon, or did he? he... Nah, he froze. I was trying okay. to play along. So, remember? To rebut, but, but unfortunately, well, but, he's talking. <laughs> and and hopefully, because he could hear us, is that he will also know. I'm pretty sure they refilmed the scene too. There's like a different scene, uh, a different take of something as well that was that was put in the director's cut. So I don't know if D, if you, uh, he's back. If you remember that, was there a different take of a shot or scene too? Not, not that I'm aware of. If you could maybe tell me what scene it is, I could tell you if something's different about it. The party scene? Did they actually, or was that just added in, or was there more to it at the party that they go to at the beginning when she finds out about Sweden? Nothing was changed about the party scene. No, that was all the same. Okay. But that's okay. Leading up to the party scene, that's the the scene right before that was completely added. Yes. Okay. Now, added. Not okay. All right. That's that's. It was added to. It was added to an existing scene in the in the original one. The scene cuts where. Well, first of all, let me go back. I relate the the character I relate to is Danny. Of course, I don't see any problems with Josh. The rest of the people. There's issues there. Yes. So if B's going to tell me that they're, okay, that's fine. Well, they're supposed to be. Not everybody's a fucking perfect human. And then then you feel, you know, anyway, let's, one thing. Josh, Josh is the guy that, that's going there to do his doctorate. Correct. Is that Josh? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. To me, that all makes sense. These are uh, good examples of real people, especially college age people, what they're doing and everything else. That to me is what I love about the film is that these are, these are real people that I, I can believe in. And this is, this is how people are. I've been around, you know, but either way. The way he is a pussy for not breaking, if he truly wants to break up with her and he's on the fence, he tells his friends he's on the fence. Truth is, he's really not. He just doesn't know how to love and he's too self-centered and and he's too fucking selfish and lazy. As you can see, that's portrayed with, even if you cast the Danny thing aside, just take what he does as far as his, his thesis and what he does towards Josh and everything there. That just shows you the type of person he is. And he's not going to take blame, and he's going to try to twist things around. Even when he's talking to Josh, he's like, well, I'm open to collaborating if you want. He turns the fucking complete script on him. That's what he does in the relationship with Danny. Even in the beginning, he does. He, okay, you say and he I, I'll agree with that. Because there's that asshole scene where he says, we don't even relate with Josh or whatever afterwards. They're like, that was a dick When the book move. disappears. Yeah. 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 So I, is, you're right. Uh, Sorry. The way he is. It's okay. He wants, he doesn't want to live here. That's his friends. Yes, you know, she's going through some things with her sister who's suicidal and everything else, and, and she's bipolar, and as a result, she's probably her best friend. She puts all the strain on her. So, yes, he has to hear about it. Of course, that, that that's what a relationship is. Of course, when you're college age and, and you're working and you're in graduate school and you're, you have a thesis on your mind and everything else, and you want to party with your boys that are single, there's also that. But he... He always tries to come back later and make good. If he really wanted to dump her, he would. He would. He would take. He would take the opportunity to go away to fucking midsummer without her, instead of fucking you know having her come in. Or or after they have that fight, which is cut from the original scene, the original movie. After they have that fight after the nighttime thing, which is also all added on director's cut. The next day he comes to her. He, that, that is a perfect breakup argument right there. They talk about her psychoanalyzing him and this and that. Clearly, I'm a dick. You have everything figured out. Yada, yada, yada. I've been, you know, she says, you've been pulling away and I've been clinging. And this that is an, a perfect opportunity for him to walk. He even says, well, you can go and I'm going to stay here. Perfect. 
what happens the next day? As soon as he sees her, he comes over, he gives her a hug, he gives her a kiss. I just want to make everything right. If he truly wants to break away from this girl, those are behaviors that do not show that. He is a fucking a dick and a flake, and he just he just wants his, to have his cake and eat it too. It doesn't care about anybody else's feelings except his own. Yeah, the problem he is there's no eating of the cake. That's the, but I, I, you're everything you're saying, I agree with the downfalls they've talked about not having sex for three years or whatever. You're right. He's, he's just spineless as I, I guess at the end of the day, he's, 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 uh, you're that, that sums it up, but I'm not like, does that make him bad? It just makes him like, I guess I could just say, so maybe I can't, yeah, you're right. I guess maybe relating with him is, is too strong of a word, but I get where he's coming from. Cause that's his personality. That's but what there's a lot more to it. He, he manipulates her. He is like a, a, a kind of an abuser in, in a manner of speaking where she says all the textbook fucking things that, that, that an abusee would say. Like even in the, in, in the beginning, the first phone call they have, this poor girl is going through this fucking time, you know, you know, and yeah, I do understand his point of view at first for a second. She does this to you every other day and you let your sister fucking do this. You enable it. And she's like, oh, I don't let her. She's bipolar. I could see that going on either side. Okay, there's some things you're going to let somebody get away with. But then she's like, thank you. You know what? I, I, I just needed to hear that from you. Thank you. You've talked me off the ledge for now. I'm okay. Thank you. And then she's like, I'm very lucky to have you. This is what she says to him. And then she says, I love you. And he just kind of sighs. I love you. It's just she is fucking into him. And she, she, she puts him over. She fucking praises him. She says all these good things. You know, now even Josh talks about it. He he analyzes uh, um, Christian at the table. He goes, maybe this is some type of masochistic type of, of thing that you have going on. That's why you're still with her, because maybe the drama makes you avoid the work that you actually need to be doing. And he's like, oh, yeah, what do I need to be doing? It's like your thesis, maybe this and this, your, your Ph.D. So yeah. he analyzes him as well. So you're using her. You're keeping her in your life as a distraction from your work. So you could use that as an excuse as to why you're not working hard like I am and why you're not doing. This is the guy that's looking for shortcuts. And this is the guy that's trying to manipulate situations. And that's what he is. He's a manipulator. And then later on, when they do have the, t the talk, remember when we talk about um, how it cuts to them at the party? Yeah. Pardon me. It's after the party. It's right after... The discussion they have after the party is this. In the house, in the house, you're talking about when it's just the two of them and it turns into the, the argument. Yeah, okay. Okay, so they have the argument and he's like, you know, I mean, that is kind of shitty. That fucking, that he would do that to her and not say it to her and then fucking say, and she find out at a party that way two weeks before they're supposed to go. So now that, that's a dick move, especially everything that's going on with the girl. She lost her entire fucking family in, in an instant. Okay, so now they come back from the party and she's like, you know, he, he's like, all oh, this is, she's giving him the business. Not even though she's like, you know, I wish you, how would you have felt if this? she's considering what she's going through? She is a fucking trooper and a half. She does. I think she's, I, I, don't, I don't know. I think she's great. She's like, well, she she complains a little bit, which makes sense why she's complaining. And he's like, maybe I should just go home. He says, and then now what now he flips it on her because he knows. And then she's like, no, no. And then she tells him, oh, well, then I'm sorry. She's fucking codependent and weak right now. Because everything she's going through, but he accepts it and he uses it to his advantage. He allows this fucking poor, beautiful woman that he is lucky to fucking be with to uh, tell her to tell him that she's sorry when she's done nothing fucking wrong. You know what I mean? She's like, I'm sorry. She's like, I, I overreacted. You, you're I'm right. Like, you're this. This uh, I agree with everything you're, you're saying. I that's that's a fantastic uh, 
sort of dissection of that whole relationship. And not to cut you off, continue because I like it. I just no. like I just said you're, you've sold me on that, and I I agree. And that's just it. He's a shit, and you you see it more in this cut. It, this is what happened. There's so much more of this going on in this cut of the film that you realize the decisions made from him and her later on in the film and how they impact everything. And there's that one scene in the original cut, in the regular version, it cuts when she's sitting on the couch and she says, come over, and she goes, well, you know, uh, maybe you can use this, uh, uh, you know, for your thesis or something. You could go. Now all of a sudden she's supportive without her even being invited yet. And she's like, okay, well, then fine. Then you could go. Maybe it's good. And then, then she says, it could be inspiring, right? And that's when the scene usually cuts. But in the director's cut, it continues on, and we find out how he feels obligated, and he bullshits his way through inviting her, and then tries to fucking put it off on her. And he goes, well, you ruined the surprise, he says. I was going to invite you. I thought it'd be romantic, this and that. Yes. Complete yeah, yeah, yeah. and utter yeah. fucking bullshit. Again, trying to make her feel guilty, like he's doing something for her, when now he's just doing it because he feels like he's fucking guilted in it for whatever reason. But because he loves her, if he didn't give a fuck about her and didn't want to be with her in any way, shape, or form, that's a perfect opportunity to say, well, uh, I'm sorry, but I'm going I'm going on this trip with these guys. And, this is, and then he could even say, this is my thesis, possibly, maybe it can inspire me, so I'm going to go. But instead, what does he do? He says, well, I was going to invite you, and there's going to be a surprise and all this other shit. And you know, even she's like, I, I, do they know I'm going to go? She's unsure about it. So he's still fucking manipulating her like an abuser does. And that's what happens. And maybe his friends caught- too then, because at the end of the day, he says she's not coming. But and I, I think he scene. figures, I figure, I think he's assuming she's going to flake out because of her emotional state, but he probably sure well knows she's coming. He just doesn't want his friends to be pissed off at him. So he's well, trying to try to sell them on that too. Well, that, but at that point he hadn't bought her a ticket. Now he has to buy her a ticket. Now he's going to go see his friends shortly after and tell them. And the way he does it to them is manipulative too. No, he comes it, up. Yeah. Right. He has all the time in the world that day as they're hanging out in the fucking living room doing their thing, studying t- to mention it. All of a sudden, there's a knock at the door, and he puts them on the spot, and he goes, oh, uh, I invited her, but she's not actually going to come. By the way, you guys just know. Right, by- So there's no time for them to fucking do anything and have a discussion with him. That's textbook manipulation. So now this girl comes to the door, and Mark is fucking great. This kid's a great actor. The way he sells it, the looks on his face, he's like, you could see as a person that he's not you know he's not okay with it, but he's trying to fucking not show everybody else that he, that he that he isn't okay with it. He's trying to be like, you know, bipartial to it and everything else. And the looks on his face and the way he sells it is so good. But then she comes in, and Josh didn't seem like he carried either way. But then Pele, he brings it up. She's like, hey, what's going on? She comes in the door. What are you doing? Chilling. She's like, nice. And it's almost like they have an awkward uh, relationship because then there's like a silence for a second. And then whatever. So uh, Sweden, huh? They're like, yeah. And then all of a sudden, Pele, who fucking initiates it because he has an idea of his own, goes, you're coming, right? Nobody wants him to say that. You know what I mean? Because now he's putting it in her lap when he just said, I invited her, but she's not going to come. So it's almost like nobody's saying anything. If she brings it up, we'll address it. But he initiates. He's like, you're coming, right? And by this time, then Mark's like, Christian, could you come in the other room with me? I want to talk to you about something. Obviously, he's going to fucking bust his balls about the whole thing. And then they start talking. Pele comes to her, and then Josh gets a little uncomfortable with where their conversation is going. He just, you know, casually walks out of the room. But And then he shows her everything. You know, the, we have a nine-day festival. This is the, the, They have the May Queen talk. Right away, he's grooming her because he fucking loves this girl. 
and he sees the Christians as shit, and he wants her in his community. And he's like, these are the May Queens, I'm going to show you the picture, and then he's like, I'm very, very glad you're coming. He fucking, he sinks his claws right into her. Then he gets into the, the conversation right off the bat about fucking, I lost my family too, you lost your family, and then of course it's a little too much for her, and she gets upset. But you could see everybody's fucking in this movie, and their intentions, and what's going on here. Just that character development alone, just in that first half hour, is fucking top-notch. That's how yeah. I feel. I'm interested in seeing what Brandon thinks if he likes that, because you've, you've, you've dissected it beautifully, Dave, and, and that, that does sum it up. And, and you're right, and it, it does make me rethink my, my stance on, on, on what I said earlier about uh, feeling like on this view, I could, I, I could see relate. What, I guess relate is the wrong term, but the way they present the information and what Christian's going through, I, I don't think he realizes maybe necessarily what he's doing. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're saying, no, he knows exactly what he's doing. But I think it's so ingrained in his personality that that's just how he is. And I can see what he's thinking about, oh my God, this girl and whatever. But you're right. He's weak. He's spineless. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's why I said this time around, I related more with Danny. But at the same time, I do not dismiss i do not forgive danny of everything i think she has a victim's mentality and she's that's just the role she's accepted she proves to be stronger than that at the end which i think is part of her progression but i think when it comes to you know blaming christian for everything i i can't do it she's still a victim they're still both passive aggressive towards each other i don't buy that it's been four years whatever the pele thing you took the words right out of my mouth he's in love with her when he's talking to her, I, I love that. That's a that's a great. That's when you get the sense like this guy not only wants her as a community, he probably wants to be with her. Clearly, and he's drawing something. I couldn't see very good what he was drawing. Was he drawing like the table with the bear on it, or am I crazy? I think he was drawing that. Uh, when when he's when she's like, "What? No, does he show? He doesn't show her there, does he? He doesn't he's show drawing? her that. You just quickly see it, but it was fading in and out on the on the." Uh, on the computers, I couldn't see it really well because I just I love the imagery in here. I love the image of of the bear and the little girl, you know, in, in hanging up in her apartment above mm -hmm. where she's crying. And then of course when you see Pele drawing it, and then that cut when you know the cut of uh, you know, of her door like, closing. Yeah, Go, and going then, and then she's in the airplane. Exactly. Lavatory. Yeah. Brilliant. Like yeah. Exactly. Brilliant oh. shot and uh, crying again. Uh, yeah. Of it, course she's crying. No, I, 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 get it. I get it. Been a few months. Yeah, I agree. I agree because also here's this. She talks about the mental illness of the sister and there's obviously, you know, a murder suicide with, with the sister and the parents, which is a very eerie scene, but it also doesn't dismiss the fact that, um, Danny might be suffering from some sort of mental illness too. I mean, if it runs in the family. She might have a little bit of it. She's studying psychology, which is interesting considering she's having, you know, a mental breakdown seemingly every five minutes, understandably given the situation that's going on. Can, can we go back to the suicide? The suicide was just meant as a suicide, right? Holy she, fuck. And, well, hey, that whole sequence yes. is done Anyone that tells you different. That, that that sequence was is filmed beautifully and with that, oh. what sounds like it's just the horn going at first. I thought it was like the horn of the car or something locked in, and it, but it's no, it's the the horn of the orchestra soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, it, it's beautiful as it just as that scene plays out. But it's a murder. What, it's a murder suicide. The sister. Yeah, that's all the, it is. The sister Nobody killed her parents, and then she yeah. said, "My parents. The parents are coming with me. Goodbye." Yeah. She killed the parents, and then she put the hose on her mouth. But if people are trying to say the cult set this up, bullshit. 
That's what some. There's a train of thought saying nah. that, they, that, that they, it, they, it they, stems they, that far that they, they they set it up. Yeah, that's that's too nah. much. Come on. Nah. You think Pele fucking set that up because she wanted her to be the May Queen? He's gonna go through all that fucking. No, I'm sorry. I I just no. I I don't. Nah, see I, don't that. I don't buy that either. How would he know the extent of fucking the sister and everything else? And and. They do autopsies. They would oh. see there's a struggle. She's not just going to be willingly. This fucking, is where the controversy you know I mean? comes in. That would be a sawism. Yeah, that'd right. be something <laughs> in a saw film, and I and and you could la- say whatever, but that's exactly the saw type of mentality and how they would write it into the script. This was no. This is something that happened to her based on her living this life and dealing with this forever, which adds that much more to the the tragedy of the whole thing and it's and adds to her behavior yeah of course and, and i'm and, joking yeah, I mean, when i say she's crying i i get it i just she no, cries she a is. lot in she, this fucking she movie does and I it understand. can be off-putting but if you kind of take in the perspective of okay she's been dealing with a mentally ill sister who she loves for her family like at the same time where i might argue okay she could see she's in a dead relationship with christian she's trying but he's not giving anything back why would she go to sweden with him because it's all because she, she needs exactly because she needs something. She can't stay behind. What she's going to stay behind? She's going to wither and die on her own. She needs she needs to be around people, even if it's people who don't respect and love her, the same way that she respects and loves them. And I so. think she's the trooper. I think she's stronger than somebody who had that happen would be. Where you're going to disagree with me, but I'll cite more examples of that. But let me just let me sum up that. What you said, Christian, about the fucking the suicide scene and everything else is fucking brilliant. But what it leads to is one of my favorite fucking shots and sequences in a very long time. Or And I watched this movie. I put the volume all the way up, and I got the bass booming, and I got everything, and the music. It's a fucking crescendo, the way that the orchestra grows. And that shot, when she's crying and he's fucking sitting there with her, and... You see how nervous he is walking up to her apartment, the look on his face, like, oh, I got to deal with all this shit now. And then she's crying, yeah. and they zoom out that fucking window and that music and, and the snow and the way the credits come in. It's fucking, it's... Oh, it's amazing. I, I, I agree. I adore it. That whole sequence is is, is wow. top fucking notch. Like, I remember being, oh, my God, this the is music? giving me that same feeling as Hereditary. Oh, my God, because I loved Hereditary as well. And I, I it's just, that that was perfect. I agree. Again, I like again. I, I love it. You remember, I gave this movie a very high rating as well. Oh, I uh, know, I know. So, like, I, and then I'm they just come back in. Sorry. That, and re, yeah, because I love that slam cut to summer, or or to it's all winter and then boom, it's and then it cuts in and they're in the plane. No, they're not in the plane. They're in. Uh, no, no, no. First they come. This is what they do with the window. She they they come back in the window and she's sleeping on the bed, but not really sleeping. And yeah. there. Another scene about a dick that Christian is. He comes in. Yes, I'm going to come in and let you know I'm going oh, out. Christian's but he dick. says, I'm just going to go to this place for 45 minutes. You could stay here. He doesn't yeah, yeah, want yeah. her fucking there. Yeah. That, this is a girl that just fucking suffered this this experience. And you're 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 getting you're giving her that bullshit. I'm going to go there for 45 minutes, tuck in and out. Baby, you sleep. This is the, she can't sleep. She she's laying there. She can, she wants to go out and socialize a bit. And look look what a doll she looked like. She did her hair was down. She she you know she prettied herself up. She went to the party. She had a good attitude. You know, this motherfucker. You know it's not going to be 45 minutes. Okay, so he can't, I know he can't be he can't be emotionally attached. And this is just too much for him to bear. You're right. He should have broken it off. He can't. Uh, he doesn't think he's being a dick, but he's. A spineless dick, but it, 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 now it, he can't break it off because yeah, well, then he would be a, a, a. You know what I mean? <laughs> the girl just lost her entire family. How's that going to make him look? Not even that. I, I don't. I don't even think he would care. 
How is it going to make him look in the public eye? Who fucking dumpster a girlfriend? Which is why that shot of him sitting on the couch while she's crying is almost like it's a very like a look like, oh, my God, I'm stuck. Yeah. 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 That, that's yeah. And her crying. I mean, even though even though some people find it annoying and, and you know, maybe maybe I do too a what little bit. It's, it's, it's very it's very scary and unsettling and unnerving very much like you said christian like hereditary it really sets it up for a sense of dread for the next two hours and 18 days it's an ariasterism the and he loves people crying in his movies uh you're off put i think uh, dave you're off put or both of you're off put by the sun crying in the first one but it, it everything's kind I of unsettling am. and they're sad they're sad uh, people, he's a good actor. Maybe he just didn't sell it for you there, but she she does on this one, and it, it it's just a deep sadness, and you're just like, oh my god. But again, so I will buy that shot, the upside down shot, because I agree. Knowing what I like, again, I know what oh. he's going for, and you guys reiterated it again, being when we talked about it earlier. I'll buy that because I'll take that. The one then that they didn't need is when it goes outside the window of the plane. And starts and just shakes. violently shaking. I'm not saying again. We know what he's going for, but it's almost like double dipping. We're, we we know what's happening here, and, and whether that's well, double dipping in, into the the visual metaphor of what what what's happening with their character or the world that they're in. Yeah, I could be wrong. Maybe, but it's a window. Ari Aster thought both were necessary. He has them both in his film. So who am I to argue? I'm just saying. I feel like we we've already had it. Keep one, lose the other, but they they visually, in my opinion, mean the same thing. For well, the most it, part. For the most part. Sorry. Look at it from this perspective. It's another window. It's the last window we see until, uh, uh, until they're in a car together in their travel scene, which is also uh, an added cut okay. to the directors. So, but that's the, the last motif? time you see the yeah the window motif. You see you're going out in the beginning with that amazing fucking thing. You see it coming in. And back and see where she's at now. And then now you see her once out, again. And, and it's all hay fucking wire. After she's okay. crying again about to arrive on the thing. And yeah, it's one more instance of using the window. This okay. is the outside world. Inside yeah. world, outside world. And and, what, what you're, and that could be looked at from another perspective of the outside world being every other part of the world outside of fucking Haggis Land, where they're at. Well, know? then maybe we can make yeah. the argument that they complement one another and... They actually work in tandem and, and being like this, it, it's all shaken up. But then by doing that upside down, everything's being sort of uh, cleansed or forgiven and, or like being turned up and then coming back again, as you described earlier. So maybe, huh? I could, and the I, score. I could take that. The score during that fucking scene when it goes I, upside down. The score the is, and everything. Uh, oh. Both Hereditary and this have great scores. Uh, this hey, might actually man. be better. Yes, this might do. actually be better. I again, I, I do remember liking Hereditary. Just again, it undermine. It just gives it that under underlining of dread, sense of dread, and and the swelling here is really good. And then you get a lot of singing, and this is where it's going to lose some people. I get it. I get it. But I, I just love the idea of being immersed in the world of these characters and that's what they're doing. You, you could immerse it for a little shorter, but I do lo- <laughs> I do love I do love the entrance into like this, you know, the, it's almost like a, a, a paradise at first, at least what appears mm-hmm. to be a paradise walking through the sun, it's almost heavenly and and I love the welcoming of that. I even before that I love the way they trip out. There's some funny scenes. Mark is the comic relief hence why he's made into a jester scarecrow at the end because he's a fool, but Skin he does have 
but he does uh, he does have some funny jokes in there when he's yelling at everybody to lie down because he's having like a oh, he's a he's Franklin like he's almost like a Franklin in, in Texas Chainsaw or something like yeah. that yeah but I love I love that that's like the first moment where Danny looks down and she sees the grass growing out of her hand very much like a possel. Yeah. Very much like oh, a fossil, yeah. yeah, and and it's her becoming one with nature, and like yeah. almost like almost like she's home, and like she's one with this land. So it's a very early shot of like she's really drawn to this place. Even though then it turns into a little bit of a nightmarish trip. She starts to have visions of her sister and stuff. I mean, the my favorite scene in the whole film is the nightmare is the nightmare sequence she has where oh. she feels she's being abandoned by them. And they drive yeah. away, and then she exhales the exhaust, the carbon monoxide. Yeah. Oh, my God. That, that to me, is my favorite shot of this film. Mark's face is ingrained in my psyche as terrifying. It's almost like he... In the back seat? If he's, yeah, if he's, like, laughing or he's, like... Yeah. It's just it's in the so back seat, and you're just like, what the fuck? It, this is very unsettling. And I, I just remember that scene, and you're right. Like, B, I, I put that up there with that opening shot going yeah. through the house. Yeah. Uh, very nightmarish. Yeah, you talked about Mark being a good actor. Mark was early frontrunner for Pennywise, Will uh, Will Poulter. Interesting. Oh, that's right. And uh, and he and he has the look to to like Bill Skarsgård. I think he would have done a good job as well with that type of role. He just he's he just has like such that a good actor that you really yeah. hate. I kind of hate him in this because he's you're like oh, he's okay yes. here's. He's funny, but here, here's how. And again, I know I'm Canadian, and I'm not trying to make this anti-American. But he plays the fucking American, the way yeah. the outside world views Americans, and he yep. is the perfect archetype of of American uh, Americana, if you will. So, at least like, he's a good be, friend, though. At least a, he's a no, good friend. He's he might a, be a dick, but he's a good friend. Josh, Josh, and Christian, like that that breakdown of the friendship. I mean, Dave, your anal- analysis of um <laughs> of um. Christian being spineless and all that and 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 stuff like that is is spot on, especially with the reveal of oh I'm gonna do my thesis on on what's on what's going on with the Harga people. You're doing all midsummer uh, yeah. festivals. You're going right. to Germany after this. like that's a fucking like that's a dick taking the easy way out. You know. Yep. And he gets called out on it immediately. Yeah. Like Josh knows, so, and he's like, oh come on. But, and, but but even Josh, Josh is just he, he's not a friend in this. He's just he's an academic who's got his head just so far up his a- own ass doing his thesis that like you get nothing in terms of his connection with anyone. And I like William Harper Jackson. It's just the character he plays in this is very similar to the character he played on The Good Place, which is where most people know him from now. Well, he's it, a focused student. That's thought... all. Nothing wrong with it. These happen to be his friends. But but he's focused on his schooling, and at that age, he should be. He and just like he said, this isn't something that I'm casually dipping my feet into. This is fucking. This is my life. This is my future. I am. That's why he's there. Invested, right? I am invested in this. Though he was the only one that was going to go at first. He said when the opportunity presented itself, they talk about it at the party. He goes, "Well, yeah. I'm gonna go because yeah. I want to go for my thesis." And he goes, "That's the impetus of of this whole trip." That's what he tells Danny even when. It's being inquired. And as far as the thesis is concerned, the scene that was cut from the original that was added to this adds more layers to that. Because as they're in the car and they're driving in, and it's funny because Mark Mark is spot on. He's fucking already whining. Oh, how long is the ride to so-and-so? Oh, God. And then everything that comes out of his mouth, so many bugs. Then later on he talks about the ticks. It's just one fucking, that's how he's like a Franklin. Yes, it's great. But he, they're in the car driving. And 
he has the thing, the Nazi sign on his fucking thing, and there's the question. Um, he goes, how come you have that book? And he goes, oh, yeah, you're ask Paley, he'll tell you. The runes and all that. So they start talking about the thesis. So that word comes up, and then Danny says, he's like, wait a minute. He goes, um, so Christian, she goes, maybe you could do your thesis on something um, you know, involving this, this trip or something like that. And then he goes, well, and he corrects her, almost like saying that's out of the question. He's like, well, as you know, I have no idea what my thesis is about is going to be about right now. So he is either saying that, so it appears that it's going to fucking pop into his head almost matter-of-factly while he's there, or he's been planning the whole time to ape off Josh. So they go out of their way to include that little exchange of dialogue. Mm -hmm. But again, that is not in the regular cut. That is more character stuff in the director's cut that adds to the whole fucking Christian character and the Christian Josh, you know, oh, battle, I, I, if you will. I took it that... I took it that he actually had no no knowledge of what he wanted to do because he hasn't been Probably it's just so. been presented and sure. she put the bug into his head that later becomes his big reveal but I think that's it like not 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 lazy. that and he but, and yeah exactly the lazy way out but I think I think he, Josh is a friend I think he's just tired of Christian and gave up on him he's like I I, I still I think, think you need it. to I still think you need a little bit more in there like I get what he's going for but he, you need a little bit more if this I, is the core group of friends there's such a disconnect between four all years of them. It's just like four years they've been with us uh and then that's it we've come into it at that time frame I get I get what you're saying from a movie standpoint but I think four years they're still friends but I think he's thoroughly annoyed with them is is his laziness his lack of, of decision making and agree. the fact that he can't seem to get out of data as he psychoanalyzes them at that table or, or whatever it's just that shows he's fed up but he's he's still there physically and 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 where they're going they're going together mark mark like i said is like the the epitome of of americana from an outsider's point of view and what he does like the desecration is just feeling like he can piss anywhere he wants or or do yeah. anything or start drinking when no one else is ready to go he's just he's just antsy and wants to get right into it like i, I ready to I'm ready eat, to eat. Ready, I'm ready, to eat to ready to drink just do whatever josh he wants. is like fuck yeah. relax a second yeah. here hold on like this is a thing Re just fucking take a step back and, and that's and just, even it's not just american that. it's just it's his personality so let, let me re also add on that i'm not like because i don't want to make it sound like i'm being like shitting on americans but it's just that is a a, a perfect a perfect example of what we'll make fun of as outsiders and not being American. He's like, oh, here we go again. Like the American going at, going at it right away and, and not waiting his turn or pissing on fucking a uh, sacrifice. Uh, yeah, but you got to remember <laughs> Christian, Danny, and, and Josh are all American and they're being respectful of the traditions. I, exactly. And so it, yeah, it so. is his not character. Not Christian so much. It's his character. However, however, you'll notice right away the Swedish guy yells, you fucking American. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, it's the perception of so no matter how much respect you've got these I yahoos know. that end up fucking making making that perception a reality for everybody else whether you want to believe it or not that is the reality of the situation outside that's what you have to say that's what the jokes always say say you're canadian when you travel <laughs> if you travel <laughs> there you go no you're so, right and I, I got that here and, and, and he's a perfect example of, of that stereotype. And I, I get that. I even got that in Hostel in, in certain things in there. The, the way they're portrayed, the way those guys behaved when they went in in the first Hostel, same type of fucking thing. I, I, I could totally see that. And Pele even says that when um, 
when the when the girl comes by and, and she and kicks Christian, and all of a sudden, which is blatantly right in front of your fucking girlfriend, you see this girl kick you, and all of a sudden he has an interest to do something. He's like, "Can anybody get in that thing?" And Pele says, "He goes, uh, yeah." He goes, "Go on." He goes, "You're an American. Just get up and jam, jam yourself in." He says, yeah. <laughs> just a "Typical well, and, thing." You know, and that I mean? is an asshole move right in front of him. She's seeing all of that. She's absorbing. And she sees the whole thing. Yes. Over there's like two or three instances throughout that she notices it and you're like that's just a fucking dick move so you're right at this point he's yeah. he's, he's he's a dick he is a dick. well you need you need that because everything else that happens later under the influence of psychedelics and you know uh all the paralyzing agents and everything they do to manipulate him into basically uh procreating with maya it's it's already too late he showed his true colors when he had all his faculties to make the right choices and he didn't and Sidney totally. Lauper was actually in that scene, sitting in True Colors. Uh, they cut that was in the the extended director's cut, but they cut her out of it because <laughs> they thought it'd just be a little too much. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> but uh, how about the, the the tripping stuff? And and like you alluded to a little oh. bit earlier, uh, B uh, about Mark when he's tripping when they get there, the first time and they meet fucking um, what's Ingmar, her name? Ingmar, Ingmar, Connie, and Simon. And Simon. Yeah. Yes, and they get there and they go on. Okay, a couple things I want to say about that. First and foremost, this is another reason why Danny is a trooper. She clearly, and this makes fucking perfect sense. She clearly does not. She's a stranger in a strange land, going through all this stuff. She just got. She, you know what I mean. She doesn't know any of these people it's here. Good song. A normal person, a regular person. Oh, you're maiden. Uh, a, a regular person. If I'd go in there, I I get off a fucking plane, I take a ride, and I'm around a, a, a bunch of strangers. I'm not the the first thing on my mind is I'd like to settle in a little bit before I take a shroom. That's just common. I mean, yes, they're younger and everything else, and you're a little more you know free with it at that time. But she even says, "Hey, listen, I, let me get let me gain my footing here a little bit." She she is headstrong considering. She's like, "Let me let me gain my footing and do this and that and fucking you know and, and then I'll do it. You guys can go without me." But then Mark. Christian says, "Mark, it's actually Mark. Mark. Yeah, Mark's a dick." We're not gonna. We're not gonna. Trip, we're not gonna trip at the same time. Fucking. That's but I so know childish. That, yeah, but that's how it is. And I've been in that scene. Everybody's supposed to drop at the same time for the same trip. That's. I get that. All he had to do is is wait. But I. I, I can. He was excited to take a trip. But he was kind of like, you know, projecting a little bit of guilt on Danny. Like this is your fault that you're not gonna let him fucking trip now when we're about to do it. And what does she do? She's like, you know what? I'm okay. I'll do it. And she was just fine. And she was just fine on her trip until now. Mark is fucking great because he exhibits. And I told my wife, she happened to be in the room with this. I go that I go, everything that Mark is saying out loud are things that I have thought when being on a trip, I completely know where he, where he's going from when he's sitting there and he's like, he's first, he's bugging out because it's fucking 9 PM and the sun's out. And then <laughs> that that's off putting. And then, Oh, somebody's coming around and goes, Oh, new person. I don't want to talk to a new person. Yeah. That's the type of shit that has gone through my head. And then the other part, when he that's lays what would down, freak he's like, me out. Oh, I, that's, well, I wouldn't like that. Down. Everyone else, please lay down. Josh, Everyone lay down. Else lay, Josh, there's lay something down. About, <laughs> yes, he goes, Josh, lay down. But there is something about that when you're tripping, where if everybody else is doing what you're doing, it, 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 it eases your mind more. Like, okay, I'm doing it. Yeah. They're doing it. We're all on the same thing. We're chilling here. I, I could get through this fucking, this rough part of the trip. You know what I mean? So, and all that is great. It's so fucking spot on, and the visuals are so spot on with the tree. I've never seen a, a replication of, of uh, a mushroom trip done 
as well as and realistic as it's done here. So all that's going on. So I'm giving that props. But then he says, you guys, he's like, you guys are my family, like my real family. And that's the word. He says family. Boom. She fucking sits right up. And now it's bug out city. And she tries to walk it off. She does. She walks away. And this, then she sees the one guy. And I don't know if you can see this. She sees Zingmar because she sees the, thinks the people are laughing at her. Yeah. Then she sees Zingmar and he comes up to her. And he says, and he goes, oh, no, they were laughing. He goes, come with us. And then he gets this grin across his face. It's done so subtly. But it's the kind of grin that if you see somebody make when they're tripping, they extend it a little bit, like a little CG. But it's done ever so fucking slightly that if you're not looking for it, this time I caught it. That, that That's why she walks away from him. She bugged out a little. Then she goes in that room and sees two terrible fucking things. First of all, the, the thing that haunts me about this movie more than any other shot in this movie. And they show that. it three times. Three times in this movie. One time in the bathroom when she first turned the light on and the two dreams when the sister is dead and her eyes are closed. And they open, they just look at her. That's fucking just, that look is haunting to me. But she sees that, and then she looks at her face in the mirror, and looking in a mirror when you're tripping can be a fucking terrifying thing. So you think all that happened? I thought that was just part of the dream sequence. So you think that that everything that led up to that was all happening in her trip, and then she wakes up later, and this is not, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, because I thought maybe she she looks in the mirror. I thought she, she, maybe she was even dreaming. She, she, came, she came out of the, no, 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 the, no. the bathroom no. and then passed out for like six hours after. Yeah, she walked away and then she eventually sat down and passed out. And, you know, yeah. she got the thing. And, but, yeah, so she's bugging out. She was doing okay. She, should, she honestly had no right tripping. You have no right using psych- psychedelics when you're going through something like that. When you're, in, when you're a stranger in a strange land. It's, it's just too much to fucking to ask. But like I said, she's a trooper. She tried, and she was doing okay. She was she was enjoying the nature, nature, looking at the things coming up. She was r- right on point. She was doing good. And then she even conceded to take a trip earlier than she was comfortable doing with it, just to make Christian happy. You know, and, and he played along, and he didn't give a fuck, and Marcher didn't give a fuck. You know what I mean? So it's just like once again, yes, maybe she is playing the victim. She has a good heart, and she is being victimized, but. I can't hold that against her. I don't see where she's, you know what I mean? I don't look at, I, I don't know I don't if we're holding it, it against her. Do you hold it? I don't think I hold it against her. I, I, it's just, it's a lot to absorb. And, and again, whether I'm an asshole boyfriend or not an asshole boyfriend, it would be difficult for me to, to be able to take, honestly, <laughs> whether right or wrong, that would just be me. Uh-oh. No, their, their relationship is so toxic at this point that, I'm a little unforgiving of the fact that it's still going on. I mean, I get that they need the incident of the murder-suicide to really kind of cement that it's not ending anytime soon. Hence why she goes to Sweden with them. She doesn't want to be alone. He's not going to be a complete dick and not invite her, even though he doesn't expect her to go. So, I mean, you need that for the story's sake. You know, and everything works I, out in Sweden. This this relation, Yeah, this relationship is over in a month if they... <laughs> You know, if they come home from Sweden, <laughs> I disagree. I think the relationship continues on for four more years. Wait till the abuse. sequel. It's like her just fucking a burnt bear. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think um, I think her awakening at the end would have allowed her to to set herself free from 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 Christian in the real world too. The way he's yeah. the, the way she sets himself free from you know. From life, <laughs> we, I'm just saying, if none of the, none of these events happened and they took a trip together and they had that argument and they all escaped alive, 
and document, and they went on with their regular lives. I'm saying it would have continued on for for more time because he uh, does just a, yeah. You know I think what he, I mean? I think I think eventually he would have ended it though. You know how well, bad of a friend I would have been. I would have put out the suggestion after day fucking one because I know me. I'd be like, guys, I got to get out of here. Who's with me? Nobody. At the end of the night, I'm fucking running for the hills. I'm not making a peep. I'm not trying to get a ride out of there. I'm just running until I can find a car. And too if many, I get too out many of there, frocks, too many pan flutes. I was. Out, I would have been out of there night one. Why like, night one? What maybe happened maybe, night, maybe night two. Maybe night two. Yeah, there's a lot of dancing. But like, I'd just be like, okay, great. Saw it. Now get me out of here. I don't need to experience everything. There was still like subtle Fuck, I want to live it. Put, yeah, I know you do. We've, we've mentioned it. You've mentioned it. But I do. Let's, let's face it. Like, if I ever go to Sweden, I'm just going to stay in the southern region where the, <laughs> where the bikini team Chris, is. <laughs> Christian, I want I want up you. I would never go to a place like this. If you oh. showed me a brochure and it looked like this, I mean, oh I'm not not because of this film. I would, I just this does not interest me. Oh, are you kidding me? There's nothing but relaxing, sun, fucking chilling out, people dancing around you. It's a yeah. fucking festival. I yeah, but you're a hippie. You're a hippie. Yeah, you're the yeah. This, right. this is right. Up, this I'll is be right like southern alley. southern Sweden, a fucking like a, 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 a the beautiful hotel, a pool, and v- visuals. Yeah. Yeah. This but, would but there's so many people. Out. I'd be tripping out without even taking drugs if and I if walked I saw into a, a comedy. A bear costume like, anywhere. What the fuck? <laughs> or a real bear oh, anywhere. I'd be taking I'm those... running. So you're not going to say anything about the bear? I'm going to just say <laughs> yeah, that, that's fucking great. That line. So we're not going to talk about the bear or whatever. That's great, too. But what if you saw, she's like, he's like, oh, look at this. You know how they have that opening thing you're talking about that sort of out, uh, shows everything that's going to happen in the movie? They also have that yeah. for the for the uh, the festival of uh, birth or, or for love. If I saw that one, I'd be like, that's when maybe I'm going to start running for the hills a little bit. Where you see like the period juice like just shooting into the, the glass and her trimming her... I, mean, I don't like, want to. Uh, I don't want a pubic meat pie. Fuck, yeah. fuck you and your pubic meat pies and your red lemonades. He didn't notice that his lemonade was just a shade redder than everyone else's at the table. They're sitting at a table. <laughs> Look at it Christian. is a little just, bit. Christian but... gagged a little. <laughs> I did. Oof. I will tell you this: if I was with Dan, if if Danny really existed, I would eat her meat pie and drink her drink. About Danny that. does really exist. Okay. This is a movie. If, She's if an actress. You has the same personality <laughs> as fucking Danny without, without the you know the, the depression part. I would fucking do that. I would You're eat her meat pie. Half. I mean, you got coke? <laughs> Can I just have like a coke? I, I don't need this drink. I don't need a meat pie. If Mia Goth offered me the fucking meat pie and the, and the drink, I would take it too. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm a sick fucker, but when I'm attracted to somebody enough sexually, that part would not bug me out. I don't know what to tell you. I am not eating it's anyone's me. pubes or drinking their period blood <laughs> as much as I might love them. I'm feeling like a guy stuck in my throat, throat right now. I'm not, I'm not doing so well. Like, it just, it just the thought. I'm not doing so well. I know, it makes, and I'm not, this is not an act. Like, I, I honestly thought I was going to gag. That's why I'm going to visualize wanna... pubes in my throat. I wanted, he's going to pass out in the recording. Yeah. I well, you wash it down. As soon as you get something in your throat, you immediately wash it down with the drink. Cold <laughs> coffee. That was cold coffee washing down any pubes that were in my throat. <laughs> you never had pubes in your throat? You never ate? You know, I'm, you're I'm sure there. I have, not my own, but I mean the. Uh, uh, have you ever just fuck. snack on your own, like you're out of chips or something like that? You're just, boop. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hair, gross. Yeah. <laughs> my own hair is gross. A hot female for some reason doesn't gross me out. I'm fucked up. 
Anyway, uh, how about the ritual? I mean, we we could talk for hours, but the the atestupa. Oh boy. Ooh. Beautiful. That's another great scene. Beautiful, beautiful in the way it's done. Absolutely oh. vicious, and, and I'm like, every time I watch, it's just so matter of fact, right? Dude, the so way the like, woman's face just flies off, and and, oh. the, and even before that, the way Danny's looking up, and she knows it's coming, but she can't yep. look away. She can't look away. And then, of course, like the guy misses the mark. He gets like oh. a, a 7.0 from the Swedish judge. He totally <laughs> yeah. missed the mark. It's mallet time. They take that fucking time, mother- cricket time, motherfuckers. What is it? <laughs> Croquet, croquet thing and then, <laughs> or no like oh. and then there's just like a mallet to the fucking head and it just goes I, in like i would have liked if mark put his finger in the guy's butt though when he was chanting before he <laughs> that's my type of humor that i is. love that <laughs> I, I i that's the type of shit my me and my brother used to say not so much a finger in a butt but we would always look at something and say i wonder what their reaction would be right now if and then you'd come up with some ridiculous yeah. fucking thing to happen that's my type of humor it, I, the def- definitely made me laugh <laughs> That one was funny. Oh, it's great. Cause and then the look amazing. of everybody's faces. They're like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> It'd be hysterical. I mean, there's, 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 of course it's funny. To you, it would be funny. Maybe not to anybody else, but yeah. <laughs> their reaction to them bugging out is funny. But no, that that scene, when that happens, the fucking, the way it's shot, the score, the fucking, the anticipation and the fucking anxiety all happening at once. It, it's fucking yep. masterfully done. Everything when you see her standing on that cliff the first time, and the the over the way it looks, and you yeah. look over the cliff and you see it's fucking beautiful. The oh, wind man. must have picked. The wind must have picked up though before he jumped. <laughs> or he's just really bad aim. I blame Connie and Simon. I blame Connie and Simon for that because they bugged the fuck out like fucking a couple of loons after the first one and then they're down there running around oh, this is fucked this is oh, fucked and I love how she calms him no please please this is right. a beautiful ceremony and, it, and, and, and but but explains it well that you're kind of like okay yeah, this is not does. us we're stranger in a strange land as you say okay 72 though can't it be like 92 there's still some years here. left 72 is long enough I'm 40 and I'm, I'm do done it. with this you know shit why? Yeah, you know why? Just think crazy. about this. No, this is why it's good. You only have to work until you're 56. You can retire at 56, whatever. The even fucking whittling wood work. They got to go get a fish work. That's not work to me. Yeah, but that's worth it to me. <laughs> what is worth that's it to camping. me is that I only have to work from 36 to 54. And then I can fuck it. That, that's my working age. And if, if I only have to work that long, like little shit work like you even said, and as a result, the payback is I got to jump off a cliff at fucking 72, I would do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I would. It's an easier life. It's a better life. It really is. And you know what? I don't know. I buy what she's selling. They don't have to die with fucking dignity and slow and this and that, and they're honored to do it and this and that. I don't know. I would do it just, just as long as I uh, think about their life. When he explains the seasons, 1 to 18 is this, 18 to 36, they're on pilgrimage, 36 to 54, they're here. So literally, you only have to work fucking 18 years. No, it makes sense, and I like I like the tradition of that. Uh, I think this scene shows just how crazy focused Josh is. He's not even affected. I mean, he knows what it is ahead of time, and he's he's giddy about it. Yeah, and he wants to run back to write about it after the experience immediately. Yeah, yeah. and Mark's like, "What did I miss? The fucking napper? I'm gonna go nap." Oh, I know, pussy, (laughs) right? Fucking old man. And did you notice? Okay, this is a cut scene as well. 
there there's more there's more about the um earlier on josh is acting um uh, is he asking no he's asking pele if he can get the translation of what they're saying at, at, yeah. at that thing and and pele oh, you says look? you see josh's look i know where you're going yes Sorry. pele says yeah. yes right and then christian suddenly out of nowhere <laughs> says thanks that would be amazing and us <laughs> as a viewer this is the first time we're hearing this same as fucking josh we're like what the fuck yeah. Again, there's little things like that that are sprinkled throughout to show fucking uh, just well, as much of the Danny <laughs> relationship with Christian, but the Josh relationship with Christian and the fucking shit that he's doing. It's great. He's like, uh, thanks. And it just lingers <laughs> on him. Like, what the fuck yes. is Christian doing here? Now, yes. Dave, this is the one that I got. I do not remember this in the theatrical. Was that whole extra ritual with the kid at night in the water? Was that all in all. the direct? Pardon? Oh, was, there were. No, was that all getting, for the director's like, cut? I don't remember that in the theatrical. Okay, so that whole sequence has been reinstated for the director's cut. All of that, the the the, the scene and the argument that happens after. Yes, all yes, that yes. character stuff. So now, this this explains all their motivations. People say, why wouldn't they get the fuck out of there? By the time this happens, first they see the two people you know, committing their suicide, right? And then right after. Because we already saw the cutscene, the one I just explained. Now, right afterwards, she's shooken up and she's doing her thing. And, you know, he comes over to her. Shake it up. Is this where they fight over the flowers? The passive aggressive fight where he gets mad at her for giving him flowers? That's after. God, that's ridiculous. That was ridiculous. What happens to this? First, that thing happens with everything else. Connie and Simon bugging out everything else. The funny part is this. Simon says, call an ambulance. <laughs> call a fucking ambulance to that place after the guy misses. <laughs> what a thing to say, an ambulance. They're going to pull into that fucking festival. I call him the, the Jer- <laughs> Jeremy Sisko lookalike. I don't know why. Every time he was on the screen, I thought of Jeremy Sisko. Sisto or Cisco? Cisco. Whatever his whatever his fucking name is, you prick bastard. Oh, because this you know, the 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 R and B rapper, whatever guy. I thought you were doing. Oh, sorry. I was thinking of Cisco Oil. He's fucking a greaseball. Oh, Crisco. Cisco. Oh, sorry, Jeremy Crisco over here. Crisco, I'm sorry. Holy fuck. Oh, okay. Anyway, sorry. After that scene happens. That's when they have the uh, the real confrontation with 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 um with Christian and Josh when he comes in and he's like fucking you know um <laughs> I'm open and then he's like I can't tell if you're joking all that shit he goes it's amazing how fucking bold it's great the way the way they do it and he's like fuck you and all that that scene is great and then they come to a head and then he tells I'm oh, I'm open to collaborating you know but anyway <laughs> there's right after that there's a cut scene right after that scene Christian walks outside. And he formally meets Maya, the girl that's fucking coming on to him. That yeah, scene it, is cut out. He's asking her questions, right, about the rituals. Well, and the, he's and the asking get the translator. Maya. Yeah, she doesn't speak back, so they have to get the other girl to talk. But that's when they're introduced, and that's why they're that's the first seed planted of those two hooking up. Well, the first seed is the game, and then he goes out there specifically to talk to her. He could have asked anybody anything. He went out there looking. To do two things, two birds and one stone. See what's up with this girl, and fucking get more information about this fucking cheap ass way to do a thesis. All of a sudden, he's he's interviewing everybody like he's fucking Ted Koppel. So now <laughs> he comes out, he does his thing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? So now, right after that, Danny tells Pele she wants to go. Same fucking situation, and that that scene 
is fucking great because again he's like you know have you ever been held by a real family everything yeah. else do, do you feel do you feel held by him and John uh, part of me Christian and everything else and and then you see she talks to him you know she doesn't tell this to Christian yet she tells him I want to go and everything else and so now now the cut scene after that she goes outside and she's crying this is Danny and Christian comes over to her and he's like, oh, man, that was something, huh? You know what I mean? He's, he, he's kind of like blowing it off. That it wasn't that big deal. And she goes, and she's like, uh, you know, she says to him, aren't you completely disturbed by, by what just happened? And it, his delivery of the line, you could tell it's like fucking he's humoring her. He's like, he goes, yeah. He's like, he goes, that was really, really shocking. The way he said it just sounds like he's fucking bullshitting. Her. Of course, it is shocking. But then but then he says, but I'm trying to keep an open mind, though. All of a sudden, this fucking doughhead has a fucking flip, right? Now he wants to fucking stay. So all that stuff is caught is cut from the original. The conversation that happens when they come out of there and, you know, the really, really shocking thing and then he says they have an open mind right from that scene. So now you see his intentions. The kid comes over and says, we're gonna, we're about to start uh, um, some type of thing. And then she, and then her response is, now what? You know what I mean? And they go out there and it's all the, so all that stuff is cut. Them having the discussion beforehand, then the whole night scene with throwing the kid in the water and how disturbing that would have been if, if it transpired. And then the argument after. So that whole fucking 15 minutes is completely cut from the original film. And I think it's very important to see because it, 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 if you have any questions of why, that answers every question. Why does she want to go? Why does he want to stay? Why are they, where are they at in the relationship? Because the argument they have afterwards. I yeah, think I, I, I agree with you. I like that the scene is in there. I think, um, do you think they kind of all start chanting no to kind of pull it back for the sake of not losing Danny? Or do you feel like this was a play? Because I felt like it revealed it's itself to be, okay, that's how I felt. Like, okay, like, yeah. It, yeah, it pushes her to the point where like, oh, I can't take this shit. And the passive aggressiveness of uh, Christian with the the kid was annoying, but the flower, (laughs) the flower argument, yo, I know what you're doing, you know, giving me flowers and stuff like that. That That's just like, at that point, I like, I would have been like, fuck you, I'm done. Put him in the bear. Put him in the bear. (laughs) Yeah, fuck him. It even says, even earlier with the, uh, with the birthday thing, uh, when she tells Pele that he forgot her birthday birthday what yeah. does she say he's like oh no no she goes it's the, I, I forgot to remind him and it's not his fault so she's saying i forgot that's what i'm saying she's a fucking victim of his fucking shit that's another thing it's uh, again you're talking about a four-year relationship and she has to remind him about that's why there's such a disconnect for me between this fucking it's so toxic and so all over the place it's crazy it only happened if it would have been a normal birthday, everything would have been fine. It's because of the fucking sun and everything else, and them being on the trip and trip, and, you know, the trip and, and shrooming and all that stuff. I think that she saw that. I don't think he forgot her birthday every other fucking time, but this time, she no. Took but it. this time, after four, if you forget someone's birthday and you've been with them for four years. I know. I like Pele giving her the picture and then telling him deeper about how his family died and fire yeah. and stuff like that, really connecting with her, saying that he lost his parents in a very tragic way and lost his family. And so he's really just adding on and just drawing her more and more into uh, into the harder commune. And, and, and Christian is just a fucking shitbag. He doesn't care. He tells her, suddenly he respects it, he wants to stay. He doesn't care about her at all. He's like, you know what I mean? It, it's yeah. shocking, but we have to respect it. It's a different culture. And she yeah. even says, she says, literally, 
They, why would they be trusting us? They trust you. They depend on no one knowing about this other, uh, about this ever. The doing exactly. rituals. You're fucking. So she is smart to the game. She wants to get the fuck out. Because people's criticisms of this movie is, how come they don't get out? Well, the reason is she can't fucking get out, and he all of a sudden embraces it because of this fucking thesis thing. Because Ex- he's a lazy exactly. piece of shit. Exactly. Yeah, he becomes but exactly if you like the director's Josh. cut. If you don't see the director's cut, you don't necessarily understand their motivations. That's why I swear by this cut so well, because if you have questions about the film, all I'm talking about is relationships, this whole review. I'm not even talking about fucking the aesthetic or the symbolism or other shit that people talk about. There's so much going on relation. This whole movie is about relationships. Well, honestly, you're right. You're you're right. But even getting out, uh, because I could hear you when I excuse myself. That's a good thing about these wireless is that they do kind of also explain it just with the other two. how convoluted right. they they do the escape, but they wanted out, so they got out, quote unquote, only to find out that they really never did make it. Do we? I feel like we're. Do we do find out what happens to the girl? I know we yeah, see the there. foot. We she, foot in the ground. She's, a scare, she's, a scare she's one of the scarecrows. Okay, she's <laughs> a scarecrow too. She's one of the so the two scarecrows. She's one of the, she's one of the new bloods. The human filleted. Yep. The human filleted flower fertilizer, and uh, uh, Simon, bloody, yep. the blood eagle. And uh, I guess yes. you're going to start. You're going to start growing Josh's in the front garden, because uh, his leg makes right. a good uh, yeah. fucking plant. Okay, that, cool. I just I I wasn't sure if they actually they call her by name lamp. or we just that assume it's her. We just know it's, it's her. her. Right? Okay, you know it's her. It only makes sense. Based, there, based has on the be, of there has to be four of them, and Christian's not one of the four. He's the chosen one because right. Tubjorn gets very lucky. Tubjorn must be like, please pick Christian. This the guy's tri- been a fucking asshole the whole the, movie. The trippy right? dinner. <laughs> the trippy dinner. He was laughing. Sorry, who was, he laughing? was laughing? What? When 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 Mark pissed on the tree, and fucking the way it was going on, oh, yeah, the other guy was crying. Was yeah. visible. Mark kept laughing visibly in front of these fucking people. That's yeah. a fucking dick move. Yeah. You know, I'm he was sorry. Very it's... disrespectful, and it wasn't yes, even something dude. complicated to understand. Yeah, Ancestral funny. tree, like you right. would piss on a grave. Like that, they even say that. Like, yeah, yeah it's so obvious. Like, you can tell. Paley's fucking pissed about it too. He plays it off like he like he's yeah. explaining this is how his people is, but you can see it in his fucking face and his inflection that he's fucking pretty pissed off at him too. But then again, he, he knows, knows he's going to happen. Yeah, he, anyway. yeah, right. And they you, play it off well with the with the everything they do. You would never would have guessed it. I mean, you would being a a, a fan of horror movies, but uh, make sure that you can't document the names. You can't. You can only take pictures of this. You can't take pictures of this. They're being sold as if you know they're going to go home and they're going to be able to do their thing. And not for any time does it uh, does, would they think anything else. It's really what, done well in that respect. How creepy yeah. is that scene when the guy's wearing the mark face? Holy oh God. Uh, because I realized, way, Josh, I, I, I just realized that we were we were still trending, and we have a lot of territory to still cover. But I'm running, I'm running quickly out of time here. So no, I just in, wanted in, to, yeah. in terms, of, in terms of the Mark face being very creepy, and like uh, like we talked about, Christian becomes very much like Josh once he decides that he's going to do a thesis. Dick or not, he's immersed the way Josh is, totally oblivious to, like you said, Dave, to what Danny recognizes as. A, a sketchy situation, you know. Here they are, they doing traditions that they have to keep secret, or else, you know, fucking the the police would come in here and shut these fuckers down. So she wants to get out. She's making sense. But they're sense. just like, it, yeah, yeah making complete sense. Like anyone would. Like Connie and Simon made complete sense. Danny was making sense, but they're so immersed in this, and then it just leads to just 
basically a drug induced haze for for what feels like the last hour, which is cool. But uh, oh, um, God, geez, totally lost my thought. But God, the, you... the 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 introduction of the runic texts and the emotional sheet music and the introduction of Ruben and talking about that stuff, I, I would have liked more there, just so that the ending was was a bigger payoff. I don't know. I don't know what I wanted there. I just wanted more. Because you even go into that room and you see all the oracle texts because they keep this this line of inbreeding going for, for generations and generations. And you see there's like there's like hundreds of pages all on the walls and stuff. I would have liked to have explored that more. Maybe seen the pictures of what Mark took. But the idea that they, they make the text disappear and then blame it on uh, Mark and Josh is a, is a cool little uh, cool little idea that they come up with. So yeah, they it's don't, great. So they yeah. don't look suspicious, especially after Connie and, then, and Simon took two separate cars to the train station. <laughs> right. I was just going to say that dinner sequence, when it gets to that point with oh. the turkey on the table or whatever it is, that sickens me because it's like the turkey's like all like contorting because of the uh, of the shrooms that they're on. Dude, or whatever. dude the, oh, flower, yeah. the, flower, yeah. the flower holes getting bigger and small. Everything oh, about that awesome. shipping scene just really just makes me kind of like I have to look away at times. Oh, it makes you want to trip. I love well, it. it. Not me. Not me. I'm with Brandon. I'm almost like, this is a perfect anti-drug uh, movie yeah, for me. I'm not, I, don't I'm not want, I do not want to experience this. I like to be firmly planted in reality. Yeah. As much as reality sucks, I want to be firmly planted here. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Plant me in the suckville. But the, uh, but his, how Christian really, like, it's almost like he's got, he's like almost sick. It's almost like, did, did he? overdo it because he's like why are you doing this what's happened and he'll see oh and he cl- old guy goes and the guy cl- clap off <laughs> <laughs> should have been in credits <laughs> he got he got so sad when that guy did it. he's yeah. like like why would you know. do that uh, yeah. he sells it that's how you feel when you're under the dude too, right i totally yeah. believed it too i would have punched this guy why would you do that and he smiles too <laughs> He's like he, he looks at him. He's out, like, but he wasn't. Now back to the regular yeah. scheduled program, and he just looks away. <laughs> I th- he was tripping hard and bugging, but I mean he wasn't tripping too hard that he couldn't fuck. Because ordinarily, if you're, a, it's a different type of trip. Well, he did get some help. <laughs> he got that woman. There's two parts that make me fucking I, laugh. When that woman just grabs her hand and starts fucking singing, I. Yep. lose my mind i laugh because i just put myself in that situation like you're you're there trying to I do your do. thing and someone's like no and you're like what the fuck and even he's doing yes. that like, he looks up he's like what's happening here and then that other woman comes out and starts just like come on let's get this over with here this is not like a marathon here come on and he was just a right? he was just a proof for fucking he wasn't a proof for marriage that would yeah. never happen for christian <laughs> you can bang her you can't marry her though <laughs> I do like the dancing sequence. I do like the make oh, competition. Great. I do, oh, I do enjoy that in defiance of the black one, whatever the black one is. I still, it's cool. It's creepy. It's unsettling. I like the way every two seconds, two girls just bump into each other and like yeah. clonk heads and pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like Put the your way she starts. Dick away. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you're pissing on my people. <laughs> That's what he says to him. I think it's disgusting. Dick away. Anyway, sorry, I had to get that in. He's I crying like he's crying like two hours later, which is fucking hilarious. Oh, he's crying. He's crying for a fucking. He still wanted to kill him. Remember, he kept staring at him yeah. on the fucking at dinner and shit. Well, he even oh asked, he's God. like, "Do I do I do I have to apologize?" Like, 
fucking like it's so ignorant to even like to even have that in there like here's a smart academic guy he insults their ancestors by accidentally pissing on a tree and he's like do i have to apologize and he's laughing he's looking all he he wants to do is give that one girl a bath man i want to give her a bath (laughs) (laughs) hey did you guys realize that she had a shining blanket on with it when she woke up and she had that dream and the scene that you love christian when this the exhaust smoke comes out of her mouth when she's sleeping in the bed, she wakes up and people are running out of the room. Her blanket is is the fucking the Overlook Hotel fucking carpet, except it, it's white and blue instead of. I, I did notice that actually. No, that's that's cool. You know, I never missed that shining shit. Yeah, it was right there. I was like, oh, that's fucking. Sweet. I never missed that and, shining shit. <laughs> and keep this in mind: people that think that this happens every year and they sacrifice nine people a year are wrong. This is a great feast, and it only happens once every ninety years. Nine. Zero. They have a May Queen and a Midsummer Fest every year, but they only have a great a great festival every, every fucking nine. So they're not killing fucking nine people or or four new bloods every year. So get no. that out of your head. I've had people tell me that they're evil. They do this. They kill everybody. And I'm like, no. And the four people they do kill, they kill four of their own and four new bloods and one that's chosen. And then check it out. They all believe that every one of them is going to be reborn because that's 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 the whole thing. So in their mind. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's good what they do, but I'm just saying it's it's it, it, it's every 90 years. It yeah, and every, poor Igmar. Igmar brings two of the new bloods and then volunteers to be a sacrifice himself. No, come on, Igmar. I would be I would be like, hey, somebody else fucking step up, man. I, I bought Connie and Simon. That's like Pele get going in there. Pele's like, I bought you four fucking people. I'm not going in there. Nope. Get, get Maya to go in there. She's fucking dipping her period blood in everyone's lemonade. <laughs> it's like Tang. The the scene with the Boom fire tang. in Philly. Boom Tang. Boom Tang. <laughs> Boom tang. Oh. Wow. Oh my god, I got That's the fucking line of the episode. Yeah. Holy shit. Christian, thank you. You set it up when you said Tang. I was like, Boom Tang. It was better That's than Fred awesome. Astaire's. Oh, <laughs> my God. But that fire, that fire sequence is haunting, Oof. even though they're, they're, they've sacrificed themselves and they're just waiting for it. They're just looking at each other and then they just get engulfed by the flames. And then being, that's when you feel bad for Christian, dick or not, not being able to move, not no, being able to him. react. At this point, fuck him. I don't care oh, about him anymore. I, know, I felt I, bad for I said I fuck him, but imagine I, being I felt bad for yeah, the other it. guy. I, I felt bad for the other guy who started screaming. I was like, I guess the U tree didn't work. No. He said, "Here, eat from the U tree, oh, and you'll feel drug. no pain." Yeah, but, but one but, says no pain, one says no fear. In other words, it's, it's no some pain? other trip type of fucking. Oh, uh, so he got he got the uh, he's screaming from fear or from pain. The other screaming from pain or fear. What? <laughs> Either way, <laughs> trippy shit. They were supposed to be tripping him out on something, and of course it didn't work. Just imagine being there; it's scary. Holy fuck, dude! It's much bigger on the inside. It's much bigger on the inside. It's like the TARDIS. I was gonna say that yeah, it's like the TARDIS. Every time we bring something up that I make the TARDIS joke. <laughs> you can't say that. Are you saying I'm retardus? Retardus, yeah. No, I'm not. I can't say that. But yeah, awesome. Awesome stuff. The the, the other haunting thing is when they open up when they close Mark's eyes or Christian's eyes, excuse me. I love yeah. that. I mm-hmm. one, I two, and then when she goes, Wake, wake up, you can't move or speak. And then backs away, and then we just see him there, like like he's fucking uh, the president of Hustler magazine, Larry Flint, just like sitting there watching. 
<laughs> watching everything happen. I know that guy could move a little bit more so, but isn't it uh, funny? The only the everything that's going on, these sacrifices, these weird rituals, these tripping out, and the only time he truly gets freaked out, starts to run away, is right after he gets done banging Maya, and Maya's like, yeah. I feel the baby already. He's like, I'm fucking well, he doesn't even he doesn't even know it. This <laughs> bitch is crazy. <laughs> This bitch thinks he's pregnant already. In my version of the movie, he would have been way more well hung, and he tripped over his own dick while he was running. That that would have been what happened in my. You leave him alone. You would go that soft too if the girl just said she felt the baby after three seconds of finishing. And that's the last thing I want to hear about. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> well, as soon as you saw her doing this thing, you're like, oh shit! I'm out. Um, I'd be pushing the legs back down. I mean, where's that pushing lady? Get the, push your legs down, bitch. <laughs> Where's that pushing lady? <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, I guess we got to wrap it up. I could talk for 15 more minutes, I'm sure, but but I know we got a we got a, a tight here, a tight schedule. <laughs> so so yeah, I'm really curious about you, Brandon. I mean, what I, I, you know what the fuck I think? I, I adore the film. I think it's fucking fantastic. It's one of the best made horror movies ever. I, I've watched it eight times now, and I could watch it again fucking tomorrow if I wanted to. The only thing I feel that can be cut in this movie is honestly is the sex scene. I think I think it goes on a little bit too long. But I think that Danny gets what she wants, and I don't mind seeing the other girls empathize with her when she sees when she sees that fucking that Christian is fucking that girl and she breaks down and she cries and she's going, huh, huh, huh. Yeah. She gets what she wants. She she's going from one fucking codependent relationship to another, but the others are just as codependent as she is. And that's what's welcoming to her. I don't think you could cut that stuff, but I do think you could cut some yeah. of the sex stuff. And, and, it's, it's, and it's very symbolic of her becoming one with this commune and her new family because they're, they're I mean, it's it's almost like, yeah, they're imitating her, but it's almost like they're all doing the same. It's almost like they, they are They feel one. They absorb the, sa- the, the same exactly. way she starts talking her joy. Yeah. at one point. Like she can't yeah. say speech, but she's like, like she it's can understand. She, she's becoming one, yeah. Which explains the but smile that. at the end. Uh, yeah, the the smile at the end is fine. I I think the amount of flowers is fucking ridiculous. Oh, kind of obscene, but it's supposed to be. But she's moving around. She looks like one of these like prank bushes that's trying to like hide and scare people. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be it's fucking not pumpkins. Obscene. It's flowers. Is with this fucker. I really do. I think that's what they're going for. I think it's supposed to be something where you're looking and you're like, what in the fuck? Look yeah, yeah. Overboard. I think it's. I think that's it's it's meant to be. Because what else are you going to put her in? Just a hat? Well, no, the- it also makes sense with, you know, her becoming one with, with nature there and everything and being sort of reborn. And this is sort of like this fresh new flower that's been born out of the uh, her experience here. And she's completely different. So I'm, I'm on board with it. And it was, again, I don't know if you guys read this as well, but there was a line and I'm glad they cut it out because it was like, hey, bitch, turn that frown upside down. And then she smiles and that was the end. It just <laughs> seemed like out of place for the film after what we went through. And I journey. sure it wasn't. Ah, large few bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, but did you rate it? I've come up a half a point. Now, I know people think I hate this movie and I give mm. it like a two out of ten. I don't. Oh, okay. I, my original rating was a 7 out of 10. I'm at a 7.5. Nice. Okay. I can respect that. Better than that 6.5 that Critch laid on us with Suspiria, but I can accept that uh, more. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And I'm at, uh, I'm at a 9.5. Nice. 
Awesome. Uh, yeah, awesome. I, it's probably it's been the most watched for horror film in the last six months. Other than like now, it's Trump the Saw movies because I said I had watched those three times over just based on well us doing the series and watching them earlier in the year. This has been four times now. So please, please don't use the T word. What was the T word? Ah, uh, Trump. <laughs> we both are, that's great. Oh. We're not a political show. It didn't trump, it didn't trump anything. You can't say that. Uh, okay. Well, I'm I'm a little disappointed that neither of my my number two and number three film of the decade didn't neither of them made the Hall of Fame, but it's okay. It's all right. Christian. Even if I gave it a ten, it wouldn't have made it right because we would have been nope. at twenty-seven point five. I know. Okay. Fine. Give it a ten. I'll bump it up to a seven point seven five and just keep it out. <laughs> we don't do quarter ratings anymore, you skunk bastard, you. Oh, skunk funk. Anyway, that's it. We'll be out. Our next show is, ladies and gentlemen, the Prom Night franchise. Christian's oh, gonna have God. field day. Deliver us from evil in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I'm not. Even, I'm not gonna get to it. I am not gonna get to it. You can't say that. Because there's a it's joke that Heather. Sorry. If Deliver Us From Evil is higher rated as a movie, more higher rated by the three of us than fucking Midsommar or Suspiria, I'm, I'm quitting the fucking show. No, no, it will never be. <laughs> it, my rating for it may be higher than Suspiria. My rating for it, it won't be. It will not get a. Uh, uh, that's, re- that's, that's, that's the most ridiculous thing ever said. Yeah, well, Period. Not, yeah. not in horror podcast. In, in history. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Before. Better than fucking Suspiria. <laughs> well, I said it's committed at seven to seven and a half before, and I had Suspiria six point five. So unless something drastically drops, which I can't imagine it happening that to that degree, I but hope I'll be, you I'll watch open. Prom Night Four. Doctor Klemper shows up and shows his penis. <laughs> Perfect. And they, That's and... the equivalent of fucking Donanelli giving Sharknado, whichever one, a ten out of ten, and rating it higher than The Godfather. That's, <laughs> That's the equivalent. Hello. But is Hello. it though? <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, goodbye. <laughs> Are you gonna say it, B? You might as well. You've st- stolen no, my line. No, no, yeah. it's yours. Go ahead. Okay. Good night, everybody. <laughs> 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 we love you. Long time.